Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And the end is here. Uh, almost. Not yet, but almost. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is our podcast. And yes, the end is almost here, but not for all of it. We're still going to be here. Yeah, that's right. The second, the second season is coming to an end. It's true. But you still got us for this episode. We got another episode coming up next week. Yeah. Um, we we some... want to be found enjoying the next life, i.e. season three. <laughs> season three, exactly. Uh, season three, we're already talking about it. We're going to be t- going to our Patreon punks, our Patreon supporters, getting some of their feedback. We've already gotten some of their feedback already. Mm-hmm. Um, but things are, things are happening. Oh yeah. Things are happening and we can't tell you what that thing is yet, Mm. but things are afoot. That's right. You're, Um, you're in good hands. Cool things are going to happen. That is, uh, the all state (laughs) slogan. You're in good thing. You're in good hands. Cool things are going to happen. (laughs) You're in good thing. You, you a good thing. <laughs> you a good thing. Magnified Pod uh, season three. You a good thing. <laughs> you a good thing. I've had some drinks tonight. <laughs> um, we My have both had not some. Work good. <laughs> yeah, word mouth hard. Um, yeah, we both have had some drinks. I feel like John, this season has been so fucking edifying, and <laughs> in a year that is loaded with trash. Uh-huh. <laughs> just a dumpster fire of of bad awful sad disappointing discouraging things mm-hmm. we have had a podcast that has connected us with one of the most influential bands that we've ever that's ever been a part of our lives made additional friends and made connections and had amazing conversations and it's holding these two things at the same time that's just like you know it's it's uh there's just so there's so much to be grateful for that has come out of this season it's true yes it's been a balm for both of us i think some have said we've healed america Um, many are saying that many people are saying many people are saying you know when we spoke at the dnc we talked about how our podcast has helped heal a nation a time of grief um yeah uh, and obama (laughs) was like he's like oh look i'm a big fan of 500 friends (laughs) there reese Reese roper is an american hero that's why i'm proud to be a patreon (laughs) punk (laughs) i'm only giving at the one dollar level up that's all we need, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. I, I know that that $1 goes a long way. These are oh, some man. really bad Obama, Obama impressions. I like how it's taken <laughs> two minutes, a minute and a half to get into yeah. terrible impressions. 
<laughs> that's the fact that it took even that long. <laughs> I feel I feel like Andrew, I, I'm John, and I'm President Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and I approve this podcast. <laughs> oh boy. We um, all we all know we all know that Obama was tearing it up in the pit in the eighties, like to some fishbone. I could see that. That sounds I right. See that. Yeah. Got a cool hat on or something. He's got a he's got a fedora on. He's got that right. he's got that collar popped open. He's he's skanking. <laughs> he's got some suspendies on. He's having he's having a great time. Oh man, that guy listens to for sure. I would I would smoke weed with College Obama. <laughs> oh man, that sounds great. <laughs> can I can we like can I get in a time machine and go back to like you know go back to the eighties and like hang with go to Hawaii. Find Barry. Go to Hawaii. Yeah, go go hey. Oh man. I mean, I like Barack. But Barry. I want to hang with Barry. <laughs> Who doesn't? I'm just saying. Have you watched much of the 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 DNC? I I have um I, I <laughs> I'm trying to remain in a hopeful place and I feel like there's just potential for me to be bummed out, but I know that a lot of people have been responding very positively to it, at least in my circles. Yeah. I've tuned in for the stuff I really wanted to see, which was Michelle Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Barack, yeah. and I really liked all three of their speeches. Um, so I don't know that I need to see much more than that, but I was, yeah. I was happy with those ones. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to watch the RNC because I feel like the MyPillow <laughs> guy is going to have a lot of... Just lots of soaring rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. Those guys who, the couple that pointed guns at protesters walking by their house, they're going to be great. That's um, so great. Scott Bayo, I mean, speaking of healing a nation, you know. Oh, brother. What a good. world, what a world that we live in. <laughs> you know, that, that the DNC has a former president. <laughs> And yes. the R- multiple and the former R- presidents, <laughs> multiple former presidents, and <laughs> and they have the my pillow guy and the demon sex lady. I mean, great lineup. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's sort of like it's sort of like a murderer's row of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Republican and right wing influencers. That's right. Uh, yeah, get them on the pod. <laughs> no. No, my pillow. My, pill- my, my, my pillow guy. So what did you first hear of Five Iron Frenzy? <laughs> oh, man. I hope he never has. <laughs> Reese, Reese, uh, if the my pillow guy, if we can get a confirmation from the my pillow guy, I know this is too late probably, but can we get a song about you, about the my, <laughs> my pillow guy on the new record if he, if he has listened to you? Mm. That... <laughs> that a secret track even yeah it's yeah, like fuck the my pillow guy your pillows are shit i don't know i've never laid on a my pillow <laughs> i don't even know what a my pillow is like every time i see him talked about i'm like i gotta google this thing what's the deal with this my pillow and then i'm just, like, like he's just care. holding a pillow <laughs> it's not like, like one of those like body pillow like japanese uh <laughs> <laughs> anime body pillows right <laughs> <laughs> definitely not no it's yeah. just like a it's a pillow cool (laughs) i don't know i don't i it's probably like just every garbage hotel pillow you've ever had but it's yours yeah 
Hey, get them at a convention. Yes, um, we'll, um, <laughs> yeah, in the, in the coming seasons, we're going to be hosting the, uh, the magnified convention where the M- MPC. Yeah. Magnified pod convention. Um, we're going to have uh, keynote speakers such as uh, Danny stairs um the phantom cackler oh man yes uh, <laughs> um i don't know uh meg meg from monterey will uh be providing all of the beers <laughs> for us yeah danny leary I'll will leave. start with like a diatribe about <laughs> the third wave yeah. and everyone will go boo <laughs> yep um we're gonna have you know uh so gotta get some some bourbon from our boy lee you know it'll be well it'll be a stocked bar for magnified pod convention coast to coast just uh representing toast beautiful country it's beautiful coast and coast to coast brosif (laughs) right um the reason that we are bullshitting so much is that today is kind of our uh winding it down episode we got a we got a very exciting episode coming up next week uh can't tell you too much about that right now but but trust in us that there's going to be some cool stuff there trust and believe trust and believe in magpod as you always have um but for this week we wanted to kind of wind things down we haven't done our rankings yet which we will Mm -mm. get to later our Mm. favorite five iron albums our favorite five iron recorded material of any kind our favorite (laughs) side projects uh we're gonna listen to some voicemails and some emails and we're just gonna we're gonna have a kind of chill time tonight starting to close the book on the second season and how much fun we've had. Yes. So there's going to be some reminiscing. Um, I'm probably going to do a little bit of crying, you know, just, (laughs) you know, it'll, it'll happen, but I'm also, I'm drinking some bourbon and if history has shown us anything, (laughs) when, when Andrew drinks bourbon, Andrew gets yelly. Things are going to get yelly style. Yelly style. I mean, that's that's always my style. So, I think <laughs> there's yelly if, and if there's yelly. There's yelly and then there's and then there's bourbon yelly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's my there's like my standard yelly, which is just uh-huh. sort of impassioned. You're run you're run of the mill. You're just run of the mill <laughs> voice modulation. But then there are episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I episodes that I uh, I'm not I won't I won't go so far as to say I'm ashamed of myself. Um, no, but there's no shame. Yeah, here. there's no shame. Uh, there's, you've gotten vocal. I've got I've got I've gotten vocal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we we have some voicemails from folks that we haven't we haven't uh, had a chance to listen to. Uh, in the past number of weeks. Mm-hmm. So let's take a listen to some voicemails. We got uh, some Danny Stairs. Mm. This is a shocker. <laughs> it's, uh, he's talking about, this is from our um, Fast Feeling episode. What's up, my beautiful boys? It's your boy Danny Stairs calling again. Um, Listening to this interview with Leonor, uh, John was talking about how he he likes fast feeling for his night driving. Um, I, I I I don't use it there, uh, but to each his own. For me, for whatever reason, uh, this fast feeling album 
it's just something I like to put on in my headphones with the, you know, just fully immersed while I do legal writing. I, I don't know why this in particular, maybe it just keeps me awake because that's a boring, mindless task to me, most legal writing, because uh, I don't sit down to write so I already know what I, you know, what, where I'm going and what I need to say. So I don't actually have to do a lot of thinking. It's just the mundane task of putting all that onto the page. So uh, that's what uh, Fast Feeling has been to me. I hope other people have found cool ways to uh, connect to this music as well. Mad Club for Life. So very different ways of uh, listening to music because there's certain, <clears throat> there's certain kinds of music that I listen to in specific environments. Like, mm-hmm. for the most part, if I'm driving, um, I'm not listening to jazz. Jazz is a uh, throw something on on a weekend morning, and I'm listening, and I'm, I'm Like a Saturday morning? Yeah, Chumbawamba, Dikembe, Matumbo. Sounds right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, mostly <laughs> I'm listening to Chumbawamba on Saturday mornings. Yeah. But yeah, but like, you know, you listen to certain this these. You have this night driving playlist. Danny mm-hmm. is like, I'm focusing. There's a certain kind of music I listen to when I'm focusing. Um, do you are you a, a situational music listener? Yeah, I'm a I'm an SML. Um, I, th- <laughs> I think uh, I relate to what Danny's saying about huge SML. <laughs> huge, um, huge. I, uh, <laughs> as someone who also does a lot of writing and editing during the day, Yo I do find <laughs> Yo, semi. Oh, what an idiot! Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I do like to listen to uh, electronic music while I'm writing, mm-hmm. I find that that's helpful. Um, sometimes classical or film scores, but I do like, I feel like there's something kind of propulsive, but chill about a lot of sort of EDM. I have listened to fast feeling as I'm writing or editing. Um, but the trick is usually like finding wordless music for that kind of thing. Mm. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. if you got a lot of lyrics coming at you and you're writing words or editing words, that doesn't work out for me. So Sometimes yeah, I need, don't, uh, don't listen some... to don't listen to like Aesop Rock, right? right. Or or something uh, yeah. insulin, with... <laughs> insulin. That wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't cut it. Um, chode. <laughs> yeah, that really that. helps. That really helps. Uh, my chode burning really helps me focus <laughs> on writing. Yes, always. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if something doesn't have lyrics or if it's maybe in a foreign language or something cigarettes mm-hmm. made up language mm-hmm. great for writing so yeah i get i get danny's vibe here bro i could not listen to cigarettes doing anything other than just like chilling out i can't yeah. if i was like trying to focus on listening to cigarettes i'd either be like falling asleep or crying sure yeah i was gonna say like weeping as you're like typing We're weeping openly that's i mean those <laughs> that that those early that early Siguro stuff, like it makes me so emotional. Me too, man. Uh, this is where we're announcing that season three is a uh, <laughs> Sigpod Rose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's uh, our new season is. Um, Aggies pod virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm gonna try to figure out how to speak Icelandic here for a second, and I can't. Your way sounded uh, more real than mine. 
a nice simple one. The Phantom Cackler. That was that was beautiful. That was <laughs> poetic. Yeah, you left me wanting um, more. Yeah, you know, it's funny because last episode, yep. we'd commented that we had not heard from the Phantom Cackler in a while. Glad to hear him again. Glad, glad, glad he's that you're still back. out there cackling. Yeah. <laughs> glad that you're back, Phantom Cackler. We've missed you. Um, there has been a cackler-shaped hole in my heart. That, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that only you your cackles can fill. <laughs> we got Mickey. Hey, guys. It's Mickey here. I have some thoughts on the Leonor app, and so here we go. First of all, I was just super stoked that Leonor was back on the pod. Just loved that so much. Um, but then also, Pulses is just such a great album. Like, I have been listening to it nonstop, like going into work, listening to it, driving a company car, listening to it, blasting yeah. it at work. All of my coworkers are probably like, are you fucking kidding me? Mickey, can you stop? But no, I will not. It is a jam. I honestly can't even figure out a top three. It's it's just too good. Um, I also just really loved having that sort of female representation on the pod. I mean, mm. got to have something to break up the sausage fest of a pod you've got going on. Um it was so cool to just kind of get to listen to her talk about the thoughts and the processes behind the album. Really loved that, as I always do when you guys have people on for the interviews. Anyways, guess that's all I've got for you. Mag Pop and Life! <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Mickey. Uh, yes, so this is something I feel like... I, John, I don't know if we've talked about this or... Mm. or I mean, I think I maybe have talked about this individually with Mickey about wanting to get more diversity on the pod. Um, because yeah, it, it is sort of a, it is sort of a sausage fest and I'm glad that we've had, we've been able to have Leonore on. I'm glad that we have, um, our, the women who listen to the pod calling in and, and expressing their, uh, their thoughts on on our content, on the interviews, and on the albums and whatever. But yeah, yeah I, I I hope in season three we could get some some different voices, whether it's um, more women, uh, some some people of color. You know, I wanna I wanna get yeah. a, a diversity up 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 in this pod. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we're two white <laughs> cis hetero guys yeah. Yeah. in our 30s hosting a pod which is you know uh many pods um and the scene that we're talking about you know the christian alternative scene of the 90s and 2000s very heavily white male scene um right so yeah this is something i've thought about as well um we you know our listenership and i think that general scene skews uh white male heavy but i agree i think we we would only benefit from hearing uh more diversity of voices so we'll have to we'll have to brainstorm there yes yes uh thank you mickey and um appreciate those thoughtful thoughts yes i agree pulses rules yes agreed and um our rankings later will verify that yep bros bros Okay, it's uh, Mark from uh, Denver again. Uh, first thing, uh, I, got, I need your guys' expertise. I keep hearing about vinyl this, 
People are coming out with vinyl that. Uh, I've never had vinyl. So you guys got to tell me what's, what's to look for when I'm looking for a record player, vinyl, whatever they call it. I feel like that would be a stupid, fun uh, addiction to get into and just buy a bunch of dumb albums. Anyways, bro, Five Iron. Um, five Iron. Too many Fs. The Fast Feeling. All right. Love Five Iron. Love Leonor. So after I heard you guys talking about, uh, you know, Fast Feeling, going through the album, having Leonor on the podcast, I was like, got to check this out. And I was... Um, blown away after giving a good listen i was like this is the stuff and there was a lot of talk about taylor swift you know (laughs) she was brought up a lot during that podcast and i'm like taylor swift too she can uh stick to country because i feel like that's the kind of music i want to hear on the radio i can just imagine driving hearing those intros come in just getting so pumped Uh, like you guys said it's good driving music but i feel like I could easily hear these songs on commercials, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of theme song. Um, you know, it's just got that, that, that good sound. It's got that sound. I hope it does, too, because, you know, they need that recognition. So, yeah, I hope uh, Fast Feeling continues to get recognition, not just for Leonor, but for, for everybody talented who worked on it, behind it, because it's, it's good stuff. And they've, you know, I don't know, just need some more recognition. Thanks for having me. Backpot for life. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, um, we agree. It's uh, it's a great album. I'm glad. I'm glad that we are finally talking. We finally got to talk about fast feeling because yeah, I think we've both independently been like this album rules, and we're like, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. But I'm so glad that like there are so many people who are like, I I hope. I hope Leonore hears this and here's like, these are five iron fans. And she right. was talking about five iron fans. Like, Oh, there's probably not a lot of crossover and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, the people who love fast feeling would disagree. Um, yeah. not too many people like Danny stairs dressing up as a unicorn and then <laughs> for five iron shows. And then, you know, that like, but, they, but he's listening to the fast feeling, you know, so yeah. Uh, proven wrong there, Leonor. I don't know why I'm rubbing it in her face, but <laughs> <laughs> take that. Thank take, you for coming take. on our podcast. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> Suck it. Um, yeah. I feel like we've heard from a fair amount of people who've been like, they hadn't ever really listened to fast feeling or like gave a deeper dive with our episode and came to realize how great it is, which makes me really happy. Um, Yes, I say all the more people finding them, the better. Uh, same thing, I would say, for 117. Uh, yep. We talked a lot about uh, basic glitches last week, had Matt Langston on, and a lot of people said they'd never heard of it at all and then listened to it or bought it and were really into it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been really cool to kind of end on this note of maybe finding some more electronic-leaning power pop music that maybe not all five iron fans knew about and, and getting into that. Cause I, yeah, I think most five iron folks probably have a fairly wide spectrum of, of musical interests. Um, so I fully support more fast feeling love, uh, vinyl. You got to talk to Andrew about that, Mark. I don't know. Uh, yeah, big vinyl head. Um, so here, here's the thing you talk about, 
yeah, I'll pick up a few goofy records or whatever. Bro, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. That's how it all begins. You're just like, oh, I'll just pick up, you know, just grab, you know, some of my favorite records. And then it's an addiction. And yeah. it's, if you have, I mean, if you have like an expendable income where you can just be like, make them LPs rain, son, right. then go for it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I love it. I, I love physical media. I love, I love the physical media in terms of records. John is like, you're, you're a movie guy. Like you've had mm-hmm. lots of, you have lots of physical media when it comes lots of DVD. <laughs> uh, yes. We like, we, we like and appreciate physical media and, and, and packaging. Yes. I, I appreciate holding something that I'm listening to. I, I yeah. especially like artwork and the lyrics and oftentimes it's just the, it's a, I just, I, I love the ritual of putting on a record. So it yeah. feels, it feels special. It feels like, uh, it feels it feels intentional, you know. Like you're actually, it takes it's an effort, you know, rather than just like double clicking something. And you you have to get up, you have to put it on, you have to listen to it, like, and then you have to flip it over. And so it's like an intentional practice. Yeah. So uh, I like it a lot. When it comes to turntables, there are like plenty of entry level turntables. Um, that you can get that are fine. Like there are plenty of people out there who will be snobs about it, but like not everybody is going to be an audiophile where they need to have like the most ridiculous setup. You can spend a hundred to $200 on a more entry level turntable and that's fine. And, uh, but I I graduated to a nicer turntable a little less than a year ago after having one, a very entry-level one for about six years or something like that. And it's funny. It's like if I could stop buying vinyl for a while, I could actually afford to buy a nicer turntable. Uh (laughs) But I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to keep buying vinyl. It's that catch-22. Yeah, boy. Um, so. I mean, okay. So most of them come with USB ports these days. Do the real vinyl heads like look down on that, or is that just like the way that it is now? Um, I I think I think if you're talking about a real vinyl head, they're they're like, yeah, you got to talk. You know, you got to get a turntable that that requires a preamp and you're not like, mm. this is it like the, the needle and the, the, and the arm has to be like, nothing's made of plastic. And like, right. it's, there are lots of, there are lots of different schools of thought on, on sure. what is the, a good setup. But if it works for you, it works for you. Like I'm not here to judge someone's listening experience. I, I have a low mid level turntable. It's not like the greatest in the world, but it's not like entry level. 
Um, and I have fine speakers. Some people are like, that is their one thing. And they will only spend money on upgrading their sound systems. And that's fine. But I, I, I'm, I'm not there. I don't have, I don't have all that stuff. If right. I had just money to burn, then absolutely I would invest in that. But Right. You do you, boo. That's what you're saying. That's right. That is um, what I'm saying. If you're looking for particular vinyl releases to pick up, all you got to yep. do is head on over to Unoriginal Vinyl. Yep. If you're a Five Iron fan, I'm sure they have some stuff that you'd be interested in. Lots of good, lots of good vinyl offerings over there. Yep. And there are, I'm pretty sure that uh, small, medium, large XL vinyl still has maybe some uh, Five Iron pressings okay. available. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've, maybe the Five Iron, I'm not sure what the state of the Five Iron website store is right now because of <laughs> Sam, uh, uh, things will things will get back together not long from now <laughs> in in short order yeah yes but yeah um i big fan of vinyl support it i spend a lot of money <laughs> it's like my one thing i don't have a lot of things uh-huh. <laughs> like if if people if i if i'm allowed to have one vice you know, sure. I'm not, I'm not spending money like betting on the ponies or going, <laughs> you know, going, you know, going like, to. <laughs> you sunk into Tom Waits there for a second. Yeah, I did. I'm not betting on the ponies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. More terrible impressions. Yeah. And the horses smell like whiskey. And yesterday's <laughs> problems. Oh man, so good. I don't know what I'm saying. That's All great. Right. Uh, Bobby Gay, Bobby G, yeah. Hey, it's boy Bobby G, Robbie Gay. Um, thank you for having Leonor back on to discuss the Fat Ceiling because that record is super cool, and uh, it made me and I think a lot of people aware of the fact that they had um, like a band camp set up with a lot of stuff. I had a CD that I bought maybe at a Five Iron show or something like that, but had no idea that there was vinyl, so I ordered that. Um, I do have a top three. Uh, Factions, Until, and Break, I think, are probably my, my three favorites. But the whole record is super, super good. And, um, yeah, I do want to remind listeners that if you heard my Every New Day cover, that was not me in college. That was me as a 15-year-old uh, singing and jumping up and down, pogoing while singing uh, with a band of friends who were the same age and talent level as I was. So <laughs> thanks for the baby photos. And uh, I just want to lower the expectations for that age. I promise I'm a, be- I'm a better musician now. Uh, oh, P.S. Documentary last night. I watched most of it um, for the first time without the original audio, just subtitles and commentary. So that was cool. Thanks for uh, doing some stuff with that. Anyway, <laughs> Magpod for life. Um, yes, I want to. <laughs> I want to say here that when we um, promoted the Scott documentary watch long, I didn't necessarily realize that it would be only the commentary. 
that we'd be getting. I thought it was a commentary afterward type thing. Um, I feel like uh, if there are, if there are folks like Robert out there who didn't get the actual movie but paid for this, I, we could find some way to to get you the actual movie. I think that's possible. Um, yeah. So let yeah, us know. Yeah, it's yeah. I um, yeah, it was. Uh, it seemed like there was some confusion around. Yeah. What was what was what the actual thing was? Sorry I, about I mean, that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not not our fault, but like hey. you know, just. Our hands are yes. our hands are clean. Our um, hands are clean. Yep. We uh, also, uh, we will be talking about, about it though. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will be. Um, but maybe for uh, Patreon people, I don't know. Mm, we'll see. I, no. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry about uh, misrepresenting how old you were in that <laughs> that audio. Bobby we, G. Were, we were saying we weren't sure whether it was high school or, or college, but yeah, yeah it sounds sure. like high school. Yeah. Uh, and also, he is better at the music these days with uh, yep. Robert Gay and the Alarms. That's right. We all know he's a talented dude. We didn't mean no, to throw that, that is... into question. Um, uh, yes. Anyway. I, I, I suspect that was Robert on, on those Vokes. Uh, I wasn't right. sure if he was trying to do both horns and right, right. singing, yeah. but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, I still appreciate uh, that he shared it with us. Um, I also appreciate that he shared his top three fast feeling songs, which I would say was very representative of everybody that we heard from. Both of us had factions and until it's gone in our top three, which you did. And most people did. Neither of us had heartbeat in our top three, which most people had as their um, other, other one. So, and I think we kind of said like, we thought it was maybe one of the, the weaker songs on the album. Yeah. So interesting that it, it resonates so much with so many people. Um, yep. Yep. I, I don't yep. dislike it. Uh, agree. We got bo- our boy Lee. What up, Magpod? Lee Clemens from Kentucky calling again. I sent you a, uh, an email early this morning, um, but I just got. Nope. You sent us a Lee mail. Get it right. I just listened to the Mad Langston app because you all upload on Monday and I was doing much driving today. So I, uh, I'm calling right now because I have a few things on my mind and I've, they're tickling. Um, I've never, I've did, never listened to any of Matt's music. I was familiar, I know the name Eleven Seven, but I haven't heard any of it, any of it. And I'm going to have to go check all that stuff out because he sounds like a super cool dude. And I really dug the fast feeling. Um, I really enjoyed the detour into Joy Electric. Uh, I'm not the. <laughs> world's biggest fan of his but my my friend luke was in high school he was a huge fan of joy electric i just looked at my ipod i think i've got four or five albums of his um and strange little tie-in um in the email i sent you uh, i included a link to our that friend of mine luke and i the little side project we had called the cardioids um and we uh decided to i guess dream big and we made a little four song ep demo and we went to Ichthus, which I've mentioned before, is it's a uh, Christian music festival in the town where I grew up. And we met Ronnie Martin at his merch tent, merch That's booth, it. rather, in the big tent, and gave him our demo. And was like, hey, can you take a listen to this and see what you think, I guess. And he emailed us back like a month later and was like, this is good. I like what you guys are doing. Um, I would be happy to produce this for you. Uh, it was like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars or something like that, and he's you know so going to take a few days, and he was going to do it out in L.A. and and you know he was like if you guys want to come out here you can, but 
we were, you know, in high school, and the thousand dollars at the time was just an ungodly sum of money for both of us. And the trip to trip to California wasn't going to work out. And so, I think there was just a moment of like, oh, we didn't we didn't think this would actually work. Uh, <laughs> and we didn't expect a response from him at all because he's a super cool guy. Um, but yeah, uh, so last thing tying it all together, kind of. Um, if you go to Asheville, Asheville's great. I went there with my anniversary last year. Um, an anniversary trip with my wife last year. And uh, you'll love the breweries. There's a chocolate factory that's there that's fantastic. But you should also go to the Moog factory. Uh, it's adjacent oh. to downtown Nashville. They'll take you, like, every day at 3. They do a tour of the factory floor. Um, it's, it's amazing. My long-suffering wife, who's suffered now for 11 years, uh, had to stand there or sit there while I was messing around with the centaur. and uh, Super cool. Um, yep, time's up. Magpop for life. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Dude, I want to go to the freaking Moog factory. That rules. Um, Dude, that'd I'm be... Surprised, yeah, I'm surprised that Matt didn't uh, bring that up as, a, as an option. Yeah, that's that seems like an oversight. Like, if you're a bleepy bloopy band <laughs> and you live in that area, shit. Like, that seems like... Yeah, um, we gotta go. That, that would be your... That'd be your wheelhouse. We, uh, I mean, this is serious bleepy bloopy cred here. His, his bleepy bloopy high school band had <clears throat> freaking Joy Electric, Ronnie Martin, ready the to sign stamp, him. Stamp of approval. Yeah, or at least produce him. And uh, he's got he's going to the Moog factory. Lee, this guy, this guy knows the deal. Um, speaking of which, he sent us an email that he mentioned. Uh, we got to hear a little bit about this band. The cardioids. Uh, Lee plays bass in a band today, the Hundredth Army Band out of Fort Knox. But as he mentioned, he was in this uh, high school bleepy bleepy band. They're pretty good. I agree with Ronnie Martin, and uh, I think we need to I need, we need to hear a song. I agree. All right, what do we uh, what do we want to listen to by Lee here? I wanted to hear accidents. Accidents. All right. Let's check out Accidents by Cardioids. kids that rules Dude, that's impressive yeah, yeah man that i could does, see why ronnie could, was like oh i could because i could see ronnie singing over that 100 100 it is very joy electric adjacent yeah yeah um, 
But how cool is that, that you gave it to him and he was like, yeah, this, this is great. I'm going to make this yeah. album. And you're like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. Uh, uh, oops, <laughs> I don't well, have the money. Just going to call it Ronnie Martin. Cardioids, let's do this. Let's the time do, is let's now. Yeah, we, uh, we happen to know a guy who knows right. Ronnie Martin. <laughs> let's, let's make all your bleeps and bloops uh, dreams come true. Yeah, man. Um, like, so, hey, remember these, uh, this, these guys, the cardioids from <laughs> however many years ago? Oh man! Remember That's... that new sound you were looking for? <laughs> well, listen, hey Ronnie, it's your, <laughs> it's your cousin, Jason. Jason Martin. Martin. <laughs> I don't know, brother. <laughs> <The> brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I... <laughs> I like the idea of Jason and Ronnie being like, "It's your brother, Jason Martin." <laughs> Remember when we did an album together? I don't need to explain anymore. You already know. <laughs> Oh man! Um, uh. Another thing, <laughs> another thing that Lee attached to his Lee mail was a introduction that we had not heard before. Uh, that Reese. <laughs> Hi, kids. This is Reese Roper from Five Iron Frenzy. You may have heard me in such commercials as Magic Jack, or Magic Jack Two, or the Magic of Kangaroo Jack. Uh, anyway, this is our new album, Engine of a Million Plots. Everyone else gets to hear it on November 26th, but because you enabled us to actually make this album by backing us on Kickstarter, you get to have it first. Two weeks early, as we promised. But we need to make a special request. We've put a lot of work into this album and have invested ourselves in the promotion of it. So all that we ask is that you please don't leak this album. Not that we think you would. But remember that last time when we were together and everybody was in high school and they just copied it and gave it to their friends? <laughs> and then we had to break up. That was crazy. Don't do it again, okay? Because I will come to your house and when your girlfriend is sleeping and she can't protect you, I might just put a pillow over your face. So think about it. I mean, really... It's an honor system, but there's a pillow and a face, and it might happen. So enjoy this engine of a million plots. We're just going to keep this secret, and if the police ask you about what I said, let's also keep that secret. Okay, enjoy it. Oh, man. Um, oops, so wonderful. I guess everybody knows... Yeah, the Reese, the Reese threatened the Reese there's a pillow and there's a face and it and might it, happen. And oh, it's uh, the my pillow guy shows up and he... <laughs> there's a my pillow and there's, there's a my, my face. Pillow. <laughs> um, there's a my pillow and there's a your face. Yes. So we had never heard this before. Uh, I'm assuming there's plenty of listeners who have not, um, but that was wonderful and I appreciated Lee sharing it. Um, got that nice uh, Dark and Stormy Night chiptune. 8-bit background that. there. I love that so um, much. Yeah, that was, that was great. Um, I'm glad that he passed that along. And we did clear up also. We've kind of been wondering a couple things about, speaking of the Kickstarter, uh, Second Coming of Cheeses, like who received it, at what level. And we did clear that up. If you had donated the $150 level to the Kickstarter, then you received Second Coming of Cheeses. You received Second Coming of Cheeses. It was also available in the web store, but that was not publicized as we talked about. So I think this one slipped under a lot of people's radar, but you know, we're just, we're just clearing things up here on this episode. Yeah. Trying to, trying to bring some closure. Closure. That's if that, if that's what 
if if we're about anything here at Magnified Pod, <laughs> sure, it's closure <laughs> coming tw- <laughs> spring twenty twenty one. John Potter <laughs> and your feeling of Magnified Pod in closure, closure. rated R. <laughs> that does sound graphic like great. nudity. <laughs> Oh my! Um, Full frontal nudity. <laughs> Closure definitely sounds like you know whatever <laughs> an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from 1994. Yeah, get to the chopper. <laughs> I can't have closure. <laughs> I've got uh, the closure. Man, but first <laughs> I cover myself in mud. <laughs> so many bad. The closure can't see me. <laughs> Which which impression we can kill it. <laughs> which which impression will we do next, everyone? <laughs> it's hard. Stick around to find hard, out. It's hard to know. Uh, we started we started this episode with a terrible Barack Obama. <laughs> we've, we've merged into another politician of our age. Yes. Uh, the great. Um, I don't know what was what was he the governor? Is that what they called him? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he. Uh, I was also not a fan of him back in college because he still executed Tukey Williams. Now, yes, not. He's not a fan of that. He also assaulted a bunch of women, but you know what? He seems like a <laughs> seems like a decent okay, person so, now. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's. Um, yeah, he kept he kept a child, you know, a a, a secret for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that was, that was not great. Uh, anywho, uh, we got a voicemail from hashtag too many Dannys. We got, uh, Daniel from Kansas. What's up dudes? It's Daniel from Kansas. Um, calling in with my Five Iron Frenzy album ranking. Um, oh shit. so I'll try and do this from worst to best. Um, so, worst would be, um, all the hype, um, but I, I must Correct. say, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's their St. Anger, uh, in that <laughs> I still think it's a good album with a lot of good stuff on it, and it's just kind of underappreciated, and they maybe, they were just, they were just a little lost, just kind of like Metallica was when they were making St. Anger. Um... The next one would be, and I think I'm going to leave off like EPs and other stuff, just like full-length studio albums. Um, the next one up would be um, our newest album ever uh, for me. I think it's, wow. uh, it's a good album. It just doesn't grab me in the same way that it does for everybody else. I don't really know why. Um, Fake fan. I don't know. It's just kind of... Like, except for, like, maybe, like, Every New Day, or, I don't know, it just doesn't have anything on it that's, like, my super favorite of anything. What? And it doesn't have anything on it that's, like, bad, either. It's just kind of, like, in between. It feels a little... Controversy. Unambitious, maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> um, next one up from that, I think, would be um, The End is Near. Um... Again, like, also has, like, a lot of really great songs on it. Um, and I, I love the sound of that record. It's kind of 
sonically, it's like uh, Electric Boogaloo Part 2, um, which I really enjoy. Um, but there's also some, like, weird songs that I don't care about as much. But a lot of really great ones. I mean, how great is American Chris tonight? You guys know. Uh, okay, we're running out of time. Um, and then my third favorite would be Upbeats and Beatbound. Um, I think there's just so much great stuff on that album. Um, that, you know, it's a little all over the place, and there are definitely some songs that aren't hidden, but um, it's so good. Um, and then second place would be Engine of William Plots. I mean, what, what, what can we say about that album that hasn't been said? And then in first place is Electric Boogaloo. It's literally a perfect album. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, most people agree with me, so it's not that hot of a take, but it's it's super great. Uh, just sonically amazing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's, These we, John, if there's anything that we've gathered from this last week is that there are a lot of hot takes. <laughs> it's true. On these, on these Five Iron album rankings. We, you, if somebody, if somebody were to say, "What is the typical Five Iron fan album ranking?" You <laughs> could not, not do it. It does yeah. not exist. There is not an agreed upon, understood. I think if I went into this season, think, and I said, and if if I were to say, if someone were to ask me, "What is the kind of agreed upon favorite Five Iron record?" Mm-hmm. I probably would have said our newest album ever, mm-hmm. and. I think a lot of people would would still say, mm, perhaps that's a great that's a great yeah. record. But but I I I it's I I don't think I could say anymore with any confidence that I could pick a standard favorite. Yeah, I mean we'll uh, we'll get into this a little later. But we we threw out that question of the week on the socials. Folks weighed in, and I think. Uh, you know, the voicemail here, Danny's is representative of, uh, I'm, I'm calling him Danny. I know he's Daniel, but they're all Danny's. Um, of, yeah, all of them are just completely all over the place. There's like yeah. no real consistency to it. No, um, not, a, so not we'll, even close. We'll get into some more um, what other people had to say, but I think that's pretty representative uh, of how people feel. It is interesting to me that he would have our newest album ever and upbeats so far apart. Like to me, they're kind of, of a piece in a lot of ways. Uh, so yeah. it's interesting to me that he's like, Upbeats is great, but our newest album, I don't know. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll get into it some more. Yes, we will. Uh, Doug, he's a fairly new listener. Hey, fellas, this is Doug. Uh, I've been a uh, listener for a couple months. I know I'm late to the game, but I've been loving what I'm hearing so far. I'm, uh, I'm calling about uh, your question as to what people's favorite Five Iron Frenzy album is. And uh, I've been a fan of Five Iron Frenzy since 1996 hmm. when they uh, had a couple tracks on the Take Time to Listen Volume 2 compilation from Five Minute Walk. And I've pretty much been following them the entire time ever since. Wow. And uh, so with all that said, uh, Engine of a Million Plots is actually my absolute all-time favorite album of theirs I think uh, the honesty in the lyrics uh, the musicianship is just so tight so there um, I love having Scott back in the band and, and his influence yep. on the uh, the music and 
the music videos they did were just fantastic. Just uh, great all around. Um, I love every song. I never skip any uh, tracks off that one. So have a uh, great day, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks, thanks Doug. So, so he makes a great point that actually came into some of my decisions for my album rankings, and that was skipping. Mm, interesting. And uh, is there something on the album that I would potentially skip? Yeah. Um, is there a song that I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. I, I could mm-hmm. do without this from one right now. Or is this, is, there, is this an album that I'm like, I'm good to listen to this record beginning to end? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair, uh, fair way to approach it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, again, we'll get into it, but I'm, I'm pleased to see that engine is so high for so many people. Uh, you know, we kind of, when we were going through it, we're like, not sure we knew people liked it, but was it like, because it's the most recent one, is it maybe lower for some people? But I think it's, I think it's pretty high for most, for most fans, which is great. Yep. Um, we have uh, Bobby G calling with some album takes. Hello, it's your boy, Robert Gay. Uh, I'm excited because I'm also a little scared because it's time to talk about the best or favorite. I just sat in a chair and it fell apart. Um, I'm going to sit on a different chair. <laughs> Elite patio chairs. This is really starting off badly. I'm going to jump <laughs> and talk about my favorite Fatherland albums because it was a very difficult job. I made a playlist, I did tally marks, and then I had to, to wait each album. So I honestly cannot choose my number one. It is some days Electric Boogaloo, some days our newest album ever. For nostalgia reasons, I might say newest, but also for other nostalgia reasons, um, I bought Electric Boogaloo, like the first CD I ever bought was Boogaloo and all the hype. No, proof that these are revolting on the same day. This is not a great voice memo. Voice. I just woke up. This is important to me. My brain is <laughs> You're not doing on. great, bud. You're doing uh, great. So, type for number one Electric Boogaloo and our newest album ever. Uh, number three, Quantity. Because it's just like, it's so good. Like, it's got five of their best songs ever. And then the pan is just so silly. Tied for fourth, I've got The End Is Here and Engine. I feel like those are, like, equally good albums. And the production quality is really nice. Um, but some days I put Hype above End Is Here or Engine because I really love that album. I know you guys don't love it as much, but I counted, like, six songs of, uh, from all the Hype that I really love. Um, so sometimes that beats the end is here and engine for me. Uh, and then last is Upbeats, but I freaking love that album. It's so good. It's, it's messy, and there's some silly songs on there, but all of these albums mean absolutely the world to me and will live forever in my imagination. And uh, as soon as it's safe to do so, when you guys are coming down here to Nashville, we're all going to go get some five iron tattoo together or something. Um, Magpod for life. 
That's right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby G. Uh, yeah, so Robert Gay, um, yeah, he, he left that at eight in the morning. So we'll give him, we'll give him a little grace. I feel bad that uh, he's sitting in a chair and it falls apart as he's leaving a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so here's another thing. Like, people, I feel like, I feel like all the hype is the before everything and after of the five iron discography where some people are like, I love this record so much. It's so meaningful to me. And we're both like, eh, yeah, uh, pass. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, there are I, some I, songs on there that I'm like, if I heard them live, I'd be like, Oh yeah, sweet. You know, but right. I, I mean, I there's just it's... so many, there's so many skip. He's like, there's like, you know, six songs on that album that are like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's, there's six songs on a record of 15, <laughs> 15 right. songs that you're just like, eh, I'll take these six songs. It's like, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer record and it's sloppy and all over the place. I, I do not think it's fair to compare it to St. Anger. <laughs> I think it is a better <laughs> album than St. Anger. I think it's, uh, well, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. Before everything and after is a good comparison. Um, but, uh, you know, as they've all discussed with us many times, they were under a very tight schedule for touring and releasing an album a year. And uh, if they didn't have stuff, they're just like, well, better throw something together that's on the album now. Yeah. Um, so they didn't have the luxury of choosing from a long list, uh, especially at that point without Scott songs. But anywho, yeah. thanks, Robert. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks to everybody who... Um who left those voicemails, you know, John and I in a bit, we'll get to, we're going to get to our rankings. We will. We're going to make you wait a little bit longer. That's right. That's what they call in the biz. uh, What do they call it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anticipation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The anticipation, if you will. Um, and uh, I wanted to shout out uh, one more email. Um, Brandon uh, from PA has left us a couple of voicemails and, and mentioned yes. in one of them uh, an email that he left. And it was a great email. I wanted to read a part of it now since we didn't get to do that uh, on the pod before now. Um, but uh, yeah, in one part he says... Uh, This pod is the pod I was searching for in a lot of ways. I remained a fundamentalist devout Christian until a few years ago when a certain presidential election threw me into an existential crisis. I went from being a worship leader to leaving church and Christianity behind in a very short amount of time. And all that reevaluation and soul searching continually brought up this surprising desire to talk about youth group culture and the Christian music scene from the late nineties with other people. (laughs) My dude, my dude. Brandon is our people. I remember specifically looking for articles about the Christian ska phenomenon a couple of years ago, but couldn't find much. So when I found your podcast, I didn't even realize when I first started listening that it wasn't just going to revisit the Christian ska punk scene, but also do it from a deconstructed viewpoint and a, and with a willingness to point out the problematic theology. A podcast that could discuss Seven Ball Magazine and the work of Richard Rohr? <laughs> it's scratching a very specific itch, and I'm grateful. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I've even dug out some old CDs. Did you guys have the Skankified? Skanktified compilation Skanktified. CD? Yes. That, that album is a bummer. <laughs> uh, We've talked about it, I think. Uh, it's Yeah, it has... It has uh, a a who's who of nobodies. 
<laughs> yes. He says, uh, <laughs> there's like, Brit- there's like some bands that you might recognize on it, but for the most part it is, it is nobody. Yeah. He says pretty terrible, but a blast from the past. <laughs> so that's, that's his assessment. Uh, I didn't have it. I remember seeing it. He also mentioned songs from the penalty box, which we've definitely talked about. Definitely yeah, have those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a really thoughtful response. Yes. I'm glad you found us, Brandon. Um, yes. And welcome. He also, yes. He also uh, sent us a link to his band. Um, we mentioned the Baggins, <laughs> but we didn't get to play them. So I thought we should we should play a little Baggins, 2004. All right, let's listen to some The Baggins. Yeah. Good Luck for Music uh, is the name of the EP. We'll listen to the first track, Equilibrium. Hmm. Okay. Nice warm tones. This is Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning. Jumba Wumba. <laughs> Alright. It's like a warm bath. Oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Things are about to get real sexy over here at Magnified Studios North. Bringing you some closure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, John, I just wanna say here. I'm really grateful for the Magpod Nation. Cause they always make it sexy But we're drawn together yeah. We're broken But we're drawn to We're broken But we're drawn to Let's so, check out a. Let's check out a. Just want to check out some of these others. Oh shit! Bonky. Uh. Anthony Kiedis about to get on I this know, joint. Petrified passions paralyzed. All right. Okay. Cripple in the snow. Alone, dejected, and madly hoping for someone of love. And I list someone does. my dumb prayers. I hear strange celestial voices in the air. Good All shit. right. Into yeah, it. this is this is some funky shit, man. This is like some some jamming shit. Yeah. He uh he's he's he played trombone and did uh backing vokes and he wanted to make it clear that it's not ska band per se, but a, a band with horns. Uh so yeah, that was yeah. that was good funky stuff. Yeah, man. I uh I was digging I was digging it. That's cool. Cool, uh, Baggins cool, cool, cool. reunite 2021. <laughs> yeah, with a with a different with a different kind of a uh, different kind of story. <laughs> sure. Um, um, I was I was gonna say like, uh, gotta gotta get some Bobby G on there because they yeah. got the trombone, they That's got right. the saxophones. Mm-hmm. Where's that goddamn trumpet? That's it's right. Some bullshit. <laughs> it's some bullshit. <laughs> you know, Robert K. 
<laughs> Meat. Travis Trumpet's a little too, a little too aggressive, you know. University, maybe you just need to chill, chill with some wow. sex. Wow, wow, Bobby as G, a trumpet Bobby player. G, you, man, Bobby G, you gonna, you gonna take this? You gonna and sit there and take this abuse? Don't make me, don't make me pull out the fact that I was first chair trumpet in band and orchestra, bro. Well, uh, you know what? Right now, you're being a first chair asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, no, I, I love the trumpet. I want Robert to play it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for the voicemails. Thank you, everybody. Um, we appreciate you. Is it uh, um, it's time for the five? The five? Are we talking... Uh, we talking our our top five moments from from the second season. That's right. Don't you want to talk? Yeah, man. John, it's been it's been it's been a while. It's been. <laughs> it's been. So this is the five. Drop, Drop it. it. You can see this off-brand of Manny's, which I have in my hand. Found it outside somewhere. I'm not really sure what constitutes a handful of minutes, so I'm just gonna pour it in my hand. There you go. God! Oh my gosh, it's so sick! Oh. 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 I'm gonna throw up. Oh, <laughs> oh man. We haven't done we haven't done a proper five in a while. Too long. Too long. Yeah. Um, what's the last one of the last fives? I think we did on a. Uh, the Patreon. It was a Patreon. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is this is going to be this is a difficult five because yes, John and I want to talk about some of the top moments from this season. We didn't mm-hmm. do anything really like this for the first season. Uh, because we didn't have the five, but um, this was difficult for me because there are a lot of things that I, it's hard for me to quantify what is something at a moment that's more important than another, but like, like there's a difference between like enjoyment and like a, like genuine surprise. Yeah. Right. So do we want to start like, because I was like sort of ranking them. I kind of did it in no particular order. Um, you did it in a particular order? I said no particular order. Mm. Um, okay. I but, was sort of like trying to rank it by, but maybe that's, maybe that's not fair. I mean, you, you do you, boo. All right, all um, right, girl. I'll do what I, I'll do. I'll do me. That's all uh, I can do right now. That's true. <laughs> all right. So should, do you want to start it or should I? You can, you can start. All right. Well, I mean, I would say along the lines of the surprise element, I assume this will be on your list too, but the episode where Jason surprised us uh, with a Zoom bomb from Masaki Lu. Yes, <laughs> where, that's on my list as well. Yeah, we, we got to have a conversation with Saki, a great conversation. He took us through old stems of songs, you know, stuff most people have never heard. Um, talked us through producing albums. It's a great dude. It was such a fun conversation and it was such a surprising uh, moment when he just popped up into our call. Thanks to Jason. Yeah. Um, and our, and our responses that we included on the pod were <laughs> that, that moment. 
that genuine moment where we're like, whoa, Saki. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi. <laughs> we prepared nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think we did. Okay. Uh, I mean, Jason kind of let us, <laughs> let us in that endeavor. Um, he did. He did. Considering that we were unprepared. Um, but yeah, that was our, what was that? Our end is here. Episode part one. Um, but, and that episode was really special too, because it ended with Jason, uh, having us open gifts. He sent us, uh, delicious whiskey and um and just talking to us about that final five iron show and it just felt like a really special episode it was a cool surprise it was a great gift it was good to talk to a good buddy about that night and what this band means to us and yeah i definitely that that memory of of recording that episode is a really special one i i I remember that moment very vividly being like (laughs) we're like what oh man here's a person that we've been talking about for a while and right yeah on every episode up until that point pretty much (laughs) and and yeah so it was it was uh a big surprise um so another I'll, i'll start with like kind of my lowest ranking one but still a surprise and another reason that i'm filled with gratitude this season and that's when we charted on iTunes. Yeah, that was um, a good. It one. was it was a brief moment, <laughs> but it it was a genuine surprise where I was like, "This is this is weird." Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like we're we're crushing the charts every week or anything, but it still was like, hey. "Oh man, this is like different than like just some." Um, like, like we're, we're trying to take the, we're like taking this seriously and we've been working at this now for over two years. And it just felt like this season has really felt like the fruits of a lot of the work have been kind of paying off. And, yeah. and so just seeing that felt extremely validating. For sure. I mean, yeah. Cracking the top 100 for music podcasts, which is a, you know, competitive uh, category it was not something we we expected when we started this uh in your living room in my basement (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah so that's that was my uh that was my number five right on uh okay well i guess i would say you know again classic john style with a cheat here but i'm just gonna say the interviews all the interviews <laughs> we I'm, I'm i'm perfectly happy if you're going to break up specific interviews into different ones but i i did I start, okay okay that's great but there were so many i enjoyed each of them for different reasons um but just the fact that we got to talk to so many folks in the band involved um with the band hearing so much about their experience i mean it was really special and i think just confirmed what a special group of people this is group of musicians and the community surrounding them so it was just always a a delight to talk to these folks and i would say some of the most memorable interviews for me i mean the reese interview is is gonna be uh, an all-timer uh i think we did a four hour record four and a half hours yes (laughs) the actual interview is still our our longest interview i think (laughs) um but uh yeah i mean just what a dude what a what a what a treat for us as you know kids who poured over his lyrics were shaped by his outlook in a lot of ways uh to just talk for hours and hours with this guy and have it feel like such an easy and and good connection um yeah shout out to reese forever um really enjoyed uh getting to know scott better um 
I felt similarly about him just in terms of kind of his influence on, I don't know, the music uh, I appreciated growing up and how that's continued. Um, loved getting to know him, talking to them together. Um, and then I'd say, you know, closing out the season with uh, Matt Langston last week was a really, uh, a really fun conversation, a real highlight for me. You know, he's obviously more yeah. tangentially connected to the band, but um, just kind of the conversation we had, I think was representative of the kind of stuff we're trying to do on the show in terms of talking to people about their experience with, with their faith and, and their yeah. experience in the scene. And just, you know, it was very representative of like what we were trying to set out to do when we started having these conversations. So that was a special exactly. one. It was. And certainly, um, if I'm not mistaken, John, I think this, this is our 75th episode. All right. Yeah. And you know, I, <laughs> if you, if like 75 episodes in and we are having some really still having some really meaningful conversations and like that being one of my favorite episodes and one of the top yeah. episodes I feel like we've done. Yeah. Um, like cool. so many people were reaching out being like, I'd, I've heard of 117. I didn't know them. Right. They're great. Matt seems like a really cool guy. You know, he's like my brother called me. Uh, I think it was either today or yesterday. And he was, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, he just seems like our people. Yeah. And like, totally. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Is, yeah. I think, yeah. Just finding finding our people in so many ways through this pod, I think, has been you know the real kind of joy. But John, you're pretty much just taking like all of my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God damn it! Can so you... I, I <laughs> okay. I'll say I'll say one that you that you something that you haven't said yet. Um, Steve Kravac, uh, yeah. while he's also tangentially related because you know he he produced you know. Um, some MXPX he produced um, less than Jake and the dingies and like bands that are tangentially related to five iron, but very much in our scene. Um, just like, like genuinely, that was another one of those moments where I was like, wow, this guy's a big deal. And he went out of his way to make sure that we could talk to him. Like yeah. we were having some setup issues and, right. Uh, he drove out to the middle of nowhere to call us on his phone and talk to us longer than he said he was going to. And yeah. I was just like, what a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, it's like, man, this is cause I think that was like maybe around like the sixth or seventh episode in the season, something like that. Right. And, uh, and I was like, wow, this, this feels, this feels different. Cause I think it might've been our first interview of the season. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is this is really cool. Steve's a great guy. Yeah. Like really open to talk about anything. And and I got my Sean Evans moment that that episode where I asked him a question and he he's like, Oh, you did your research or, you, or something <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I'm like, yeah, I love I loved <laughs> that. That was that was that's a moment that that you'll that you don't forget. Yeah. That yes, totally agree. Another guy who really, I mean, he had his hands directly on some of the stuff that shaped us the most growing up and to have it turn out that he's such a good dude and was so down to talk to us and um, had a great time with him is such a cool, cool treat. We've been very lucky to have our encounters with folks be very free of anybody being 
a dick or standoffish or anything. People oh, have been man. very it's like, and generous. It's like been the complete opposite that yeah. that people are just like so like so exceptionally cool that they're just yeah. like, yeah, for what yeah, for sure. Let's talk whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just like kind of blowing my mind. Totally. Um, okay. I would also say this is uh, my number three here that just getting to know engine, the album engine, a million mm, plots. Mm. I have talked about it and I, I knew the album a little bit before we started the season and did not um, have the capacity at the time <laughs> to appreciate it. Um, and one of the things I was really hoping to do with the season was, um, re-listen to stuff that I hadn't heard in a long time or, or give a new chance to stuff that I hadn't heard very much at all. And what a joy it was to go through that album so much, to talk about it so much with each other, with folks that we had interviews uh, with, and just how it's become such a favorite album of mine now um, Yeah, was really a, a great thing that the, the podcast uh, brought this album that I, I truly love now um, into my regular rotation. So appreciate that. Yes. And I mean, I feel like we both had that same experience with MXPX. Right. Um, we're just like, Oh, panic rules, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and now we're just, we're both like, Oh, right. Engine of a million plots is like, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> you already mentioned the conversation with Reese. That was my, I put down four hour conversation with Reese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you can say but more about it if I didn't. I, I just love how, willing he was to talk about anything how open he was and uh that he was so down for the little game that i made you know like (laughs) (laughs) we have we've had we have some mixed responses (laughs) to my games on this pod he he was probably the most enthusiastic participant he was he was very enthusiastic uh so (laughs) (laughs) the look that crosses over people's faces when you say you're gonna play a game really ranges uh, for person to person (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, yeah. It was uh, because sometimes people are like, "Oh, fuck tests." I'm like, "No, this is just this is <laughs> right. it's just meant to be meant to be fun." But like, also, Reese seemed appreciative that I was like asking about like where he lived and stuff. You know, right. that's that's kind of the uh, in addition to the creativity, it's kind of like a little flair I like to bring. I I care <laughs> I care about the people I'm interviewing. So um, that feeling flair. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. That's right. um yeah i and also just like that was sort of the moment that i felt like oh oh this is like this is very different than the first season yeah like this is and i'm like oh this is a different kind of person Mm -hmm. no i'm not like trying to like be provocative or shitty or anything like but but the way that i feel that the band and so many members of the band have like engaged with us. I'm like, yeah. Like, Oh, I feel, I feel like, like friends, you know, like, I feel like yeah, totally. I feel friends like that, that at this point that, that we're not, that, that they're just genuinely kind people. Like we, we've talked about, we talk about our people a lot on the pod, but uh-huh. like this season has really made me feel like, Oh, five iron fans. Yes. Five, and actually five iron. These are my people. These are the people that like, yeah, like just like what we were hearing from Brandon that, yeah, even though he's left Christianity, he still has this desire to mm-hmm. connect with people that 
share this experience, which kind of gets into my, I'm just going to go ahead and, and go into my number, my number one, which was the, uh, the IG live, the Instagram live that we did. Yes. Um, and this, the connections with people who are supporting us on Patreon, people that have just found us uh, this season and are now like, like a majority of the people that are on our Patreon, our Patreon punks are people that discovered us this season, you know? And these are people that are like putting their time, uh, like sending us emails or leaving us voicemails or financially supporting us that these are the five iron fans and people that are still so passionate about a band that they started listening to like over 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. You know, people that are excited about five iron releasing new material, you know, this, this is, I don't know. I've, I have made some very close connections and friendships because of this podcast. Mm. And, um, it's the single most important thing and the single thing that I'm most grateful for. Mm. Yeah, man. I feel like that many weeks. Um, yeah, just what a joy it is to do this thing. And that is also one of mine. You will not be surprised to hear. Um, but yeah, I had uh, the Zoom call with our Patreon folks and the IG Live. And just getting to know listeners in general. I mean, you, you've said everything. I don't have any <laughs> new spin on that. But just these are special folks in this community. <laughs> and they're all kind and creative and interesting. Um, and it's fun to talk to each other. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't feel like there's not like a jerky energy. <laughs> There's like a positive, we're doing cool things and supporting each other and want to talk about similar motivations um, yeah. together. And it's so fun to be, to be a part of that. Yes. Uh, sincerity, authenticity, um, encouragement. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's just so positive. I just feel so positive all the time yep. when interacting with anybody. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you, uh, is it your turn or my turn? <laughs> well, I already, I had charting Misaki, Steve Kravak, Reese and IG live. Okay. I've got one more and it's kind it's of here. an anticlimactic note to go out on considering some of those other things, but I would just say discovering the fast feeling. Um, again, we will get to our side project rankings, but you know, spoiler alert, it's a, uh, it's way up there. Um, it's yeah. One of my, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> it's on the level of some of my favorite stuff that I've heard over the last few years. And, you know, I would say the same for engine and other new music I found, but um, to have this band that I really didn't know anything about other than maybe hearing that it was like the side project. And then to have the album be, as we said, when we went through it, like I love every song on it. I listen to it all the time. It was so fun hearing everybody who's been in the band kind of talk about it. And, you know, we may hear a little bit more about that soon. Winky winky. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love that record. I loved um, hearing about how it came to be. And I, I will listen to that record for a long time. So anyway, that was another thing I'm grateful for. Great. That's the five. That is the five. <laughs> John. So one of the things that I didn't mention in the five Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I'll just say this is an honorable mention sure. because it felt weird to put it as one of my five. 
but it has been my ability to you know stretch my creative muscles uh-huh. this season with all the different games yeah man that i've that i've been able to create for you mm-hmm. and our interview ease but i i went back and i was listening to uh i was listening to some of the old games uh-huh. and and i was just First off, I was laughing out loud at some of your responses, <laughs> but also like because I had forgotten some of my my own questions. Hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh man, I, I I'd forgotten the answers to <laughs> to some of them. Uh-huh. Um, but like listening to you in your thought process as you like work through some of the games, I was like. <laughs> I'm like this is this is just great. I was I was really, <laughs> yeah, I was really into it. Um, so it was just it's been a pleasure doing that as a kind of a new creative thing this season. Totally, and, and I'm glad that everybody has been, um, everybody's <laughs> been like, you know, you know. I don't know. People have not people have not necessarily said much about the games, but like for me. It's just like <laughs> I uh thank you for just letting me do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I you know, thank you for letting me play these games. Uh they've been a joy to play and uh I don't know. I think that they've been really fun and it's been fun to fail at them all the time. You know, it's funny. Um as I was listening to back to some of the games, I was reminded of a little film. <laughs> That we haven't that we haven't talked about in a long time <laughs> since that? the since the game. Uh huh. <laughs> Most good motorcycles run on gasoline. <laughs> this is a bad motorcycle. Yeah, it runs on blood. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh. the bike's previous <laughs> owner is now dead. Sounds <laughs> a bit heavy for a crashed bike. Ah, oh, the bike's uh. not been crashed. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> Nick Oddy is the machine's new legal owner, but he will never. <laughs> so this is this is I bought a vampire motorcycle. Oh man! This is from this is from the B horror movie game that <laughs> that we played. So John, this was also the same game where we decided that we are this this post you know at the end of after the end of the season. Uh-huh. Patreon punks will get. <laughs> we're gonna be doing some watching. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be doing altitude. That's right. We gotta be. We we probably gotta do chopping mall. Oh, we gotta do chopping mall. Uh, and I bought a vampire motorcycle. We <laughs> we need to. <laughs> oh man. Whether whether these are watch alongs or whether they're commentaries. Yeah, we'll uh, figure something out. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, <laughs> unfortunately, the new legal owner. Was, his his owner was moited. <laughs> oh man, a classic of cinema. That should remember, have been number do, five. Do you remember that? Suspected uh, something when his best friend was found horribly murdered. I have to check. Murdered, <laughs> Hor- horribly murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh uh, man. So I bought a vampire things. motorcycle. But anyway, so John, I have. Are you, do you want to play a game? Oh, more than ever. 
Yes. Okay. So we are approaching the end of the second season where we will be moving on to season three, uh, which Mm -hmm. more to come on that. But so this, this game, we're going to be talking about things related to seasons Mm. in a game I'm calling fall, winter, spring, summer season two is almost over and that's a bummer. But I have one more quiz for you before we interview a drummer. <laughs> wow. That was, I mean, what do you call that kind of writing <laughs> structure? Very impressive. Drummers and summers. Dumb, drummers and summers and mannequin, fannequin, hand, hand, blam, blamican. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Mannequin, hand, mannequin, mannequin. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, John. We're going to be talking about things related to seasons. Mm. Um, this is your this is your standard multiple choice okay. game situation here. Sometimes we switch it up. Sometimes I give you, um, did I make this up sort of thing? But this, yeah. is a, this is a multiple choice quiz. Um, and going from talking about Chopping Mall and I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle, talking about another horror movie. Mm. We're talking about the movie The Season, uh. a 2000, uh, 2008 horror movie written and directed by Adam Edward Brooks. You a uh, big Brooks head or familiar <laughs> not, with his work? Not familiar with his work yet. Okay, okay. So what is the plot of this movie that one IMDb user called not bad, not great. Uh-huh. Is it A, a writer for a hit thriller TV show experiences the paranormal mirroring what happens on her show? Is this a case of a copycat killer or does she need to write her way out of this deadly new plot? Ooh. Is it B, a stranded group of people in rural Iowa find themselves held captive by a deranged excommunicated Amish family who plans to use the travelers to reproduce to avoid more inbreeding? Is it C? It had already been the hottest decade on record, but this summer is hot as hell. <laughs> Portal to Hell has opened up, releasing demons, heat, and cataclysmic global climate shifts. Mm. Or is it D? A, no- a new produce farm is making a killing at the local farmer's market with their addictive veggies. Though when young women go missing, the town discovers the secret behind what makes their produce to die for. Wow. This is a challenge. I can already feel this is going to be one that I'm going to be I'm fail- back to my failing ways. Um, you know, once again, I think you got four good scripts on your hands here. Um, so whichever one is real, the other three you need to create. These are all good premises. See what you did there with the season of TV? the season of harvesting, the actual season. Oh, that Amish thing sounds wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm going C, the summer hell portal. Uh, the, the summer that's hot as hell with <laughs> yeah, uh, the portal releasing demons, heat, and cataclysmic, cataclysmic global climate shifts. That one. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, the real answer is a stranded group of people in rural Iowa find themselves huh. held captive by a deranged, excommunicated Amish family. 
Okay. I mean, if that one, I mean, that one sounds like it should be a movie. So I was really going to encourage you to make that happen. But I feel like it's, out also, of all of them, it's also 75 minutes long. <laughs> 75 minutes of glory. Yeah. Um, I, but that seems like the least season specific uh, premise, right? What's the it, season? It, I don't know. I don't know what what it is. But the yeah, that it is called the season, and the box has like Amish people on the front. And, like one guy's holding a gun. <laughs> but like the 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 literal plot is like a it's it's very Handmaid's Tale. Uh, it's it sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to watch that. Um, but I do like the idea of a, a TV writer needing to write her way out of a season of horror or whatever. That's a, I like that one. That's good. Do that one. Yeah. You're, um, Black Mirror, you're welcome. That one's free. Ah, there you go. Actually, no, it's not. Please pay me. You have lots of money. <laughs> All right. Number two. The 1996 Goaty Hook album, Sumo Surprise, hey. has a song called Seasons. I don't know, Judd, do you think we should... Uh, should we... Hmm. Uh, let's let's oh, well, wait a second um act, uh so they have a song called seasons but i'm not gonna ask you about that sure. i'm asking you about the song dry run are you familiar with uh the song dry run off sumo surprise i am okay uh in it a variety of food and non-food items are listed as things that he eats throughout the day right which of these things does he not eat a, pork and beans with shaving cream. B, roasted goose and pickle juice. C, candy bars and VCRs. Or D, carpet hair and Tupperware. Oh man, it has been a while. Banana Man was my go-to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Rather mm-hmm. than Sumo Surprise, although I like Sumo Surprise. So some of this is pretty foggy. Uh, are we sure it was <laughs> roasted goose and not boiled goose? <laughs> boiled, boiled goose. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the Lonely Island for those who have no idea what we're talking about. Um, Everybody, the, the, the street vendor peddling is boiled goose. <laughs> uh, we're doing Lonely Island next season. Um, yeah. Oh man, I, I would love that so much. That would really be fun. Has nothing to do with the Christian <laughs> Christian alternative scene, no, but no. <laughs> I, we both love only I so much. Uh, Patreon, get ready. Get ready. Um, <laughs> I do not remember the the candy bars uh, VCRs one. That sounds memorable, and I don't particularly remember that, so I'm going that one. That is All correct. Right. Um, right. No candy bars and VCRs. I do like that um, one. Yeah, it's it's. Um, Speaking my language. I was I was hoping that I was hoping that you'd be thrown off by the roasted goose. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, I did think about specif- that. specifically because of our. <laughs> this was off air. Our listening to. Um, uh, the boombox <laughs> off of Incrediment. What is goose and juice or something? <laughs> yeah, song? Uh, roasted okay. goose and pickle juice. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. So that was, I guess, in my brain. But yeah, All boiled right. goose would have been better. All right. <laughs> yeah, boiled goose and pickle juice. <laughs> mm. um, you got you got to boil your goose and pickle juice, bro. Got to do it. Got to do it. Um, 
<coughs> All right, number three. It's hard to believe that ALF only lasted four seasons. Yes. Ended 30 years ago, <laughs> but has somehow remained in the public consciousness. Mm. The series finale of ALF <laughs> is one of the most hated TV finales of all time. Yes. <clears throat> what happened? A, it was all a simulation on Melmac, and ALF never left his planet. B, Alf was captured by the government and killed. C, after harboring him for years at great personal risk, Al sells out the Tanners so he can make his escape home. Or D, the cat-eating gag pays off when Alf finally eats the family pet, but it doesn't actually go over well with fans. Okay, we've talked about Alf on the pod before. <laughs> Correct. I have narrated the opening credits to it. I've talked about how I've introduced my son to Elf, got some DVDs from the library, was loving it, <laughs> played the Elf board game. Um, okay, I for sure remember that he was captured by the government. I know he's like interrogated by the FBI. I don't remember them murdering him. That sounds wrong. Um, okay, so, so B, he's captured and murdered. C, he... He sells out the family and goes tries to go back home. Yeah, I think, I think it's got to be C. <laughs> he was murdered. So, so one site I was I was looking at says that the entire goal of this this organization was to capture him experiment on him and eventually euthanize him and there was a f um it's like a cliffhanger ending maybe yeah there was no like f there was no like actual visual confirmation that he was killed it was right. it was it was very much a sopranos type of ending uh. but this this one site this one uh review was saying that if they were to extrapolate with the plan of what they were to do, that it was always to test him and that he was, it was not about like prolonging his life. Um, and, uh, but then there was like maybe five or six years later, there was a, an ALF special TV because movie. Yeah, that people were okay, so upset okay. with yeah, like the yeah, vagueness yeah. Right. that they like they tried to be like, oh, he was tested, and then they released him, mm. and it's like I don't know. What do the judges then, say like, about this one? I think I get a half a point here. Um. Well, <laughs> I th I mean, you're you were right that your instinct was he's definitely captured by the government, and I remembered he was not <laughs> killed, which the final TV movie, I guess. Okay, we'll give. We'll give you. We'll give. We'll Half give you. Point? We'll give you that. We'll give you that point. We'll give okay. you. Okay. We'll all award you the full point since there is some speculation. I did not remember that it was like the series finale, and then they came back with the TV movie. I just remembered the the final one. I must have thought the movie was the series finale. I don't know. Yeah, that they there was like he had like inter intercepted some sort of transmission from his family or something like that. Right. And yeah. It was like, 
I mean, they, they pretty much like ignore, not ignore, but you know, the alien thing is not really a heavy theme of the show. And then at the end, it got very like X Files all of a sudden. And I think people were yeah. like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of like, which is why I included it, that of like <laughs> Alf selling out the tears. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, they'd like spend all this time being like, okay, like, I know the government's looking, we're like, there's literally nothing that we, that we, there's no benefit for us. And then like at the end, he, <laughs> they all get fucked over by the government. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man. maybe that's what it was. I don't know. That would have been a more interesting ending. Oh, Alf. Oh, Alf. Um, alien life form. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it stands for. Guy likes cats. Uh, yep. Um, hey, and here's another here's another little little trivia tidbit. Uh-huh. That's that 70s show. You remember Fez? Yes. Oh, foreign exchange student. Foreign exchange student. That's what. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's the joke. Not as cool as Elf. <laughs> also, really dismissive. Pretty racist. <laughs> not even go- <laughs> not even going to learn his name. Yeah. What a bunch of dicks. But. <laughs> 70s in Wisconsin. Hmm. Or 90s LA. <laughs> oh! Oh, shit. This game is oh, over. Shit. Fuck you. <laughs> this guy's dropping right. truth bombs. <laughs> truth bombs. Dropping them elf bombs. Uh, <laughs> speaking of elf bombs, more like F bombs, because mm. in 2003, Seven Dust. Big Seven Dust head? <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> So Seven Dust released uh, their album Seasons, uh. and their lead single Enemy featured WWE professional wrestler China in the music video, mm. but also contained some very profound opening lyrics. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, John, I'm going to ask you to finish these lyrics. Okay. <clears throat> Step up to me. Step up to me. You want to be a big player? It's not to be. Mm. Look at all the snide ass. <laughs> Acting like a wise ass. Blank. A. I'll fuck up your face and you'll never look back. Mm. B. You'll get smacked down. You won't last around with me. C. I'll rip out your tongue. And feed it to your ass. I really hope it's that one. D, time's running out and your game is going to end. <laughs> uh, I'm going B. You'll get smacked down. You won't last around with me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it um, the tongue one? <laughs> no, it's I'll fuck up your face. <laughs> and you'll never look back. I didn't choose that one because it seemed overly aggressive, but I, you know, should have um, gone with my seven dust gut. <laughs> your, your your seven dust gut feeling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this was a um. A a song, <laughs> actually, about the lead singer of Coal Chamber. <laughs> uh, there's a beef. There's some beef. Yeah. So, uh. The song was written by the drummer of of Seven Dust, 
who at the time was married to the Cold Chamber bassist. Okay. And um, so, and the song was written about the front man of Cold Chamber and that, uh, that the Cold Chamber front man had screwed over mm. uh, this guy's wife. And this is a quote from, from the drummer. This is, this is a very 2000, 2003 <laughs> sentence. That song is about the person in the world that I hate more than Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Everybody's um, got their Saddam list. Number one, whoever you hate. Number two, Saddam. <laughs> yeah, it's every. There's everybody has somebody that Saddam is worse than. Um, oh boy. But but uh, just in the case in this uh, in case you had some sort of seven dust knowledge. I threw in that rip out the tongue thing uh-huh. because so the lead singer uh, of Cole Chambers first name is Dez yeah and the song was originally called Pez because uh. he said we called him that because I used to say I want to take this dude's head and pull it back and rip his tongue out of his neck Jesus Christ <laughs> Yeah, like, dude, like, hey, I understand having beef with somebody, but like, what the fuck? Calm down. Yeah, it's not calm, like Doc- calm <laughs> down. Dr. Dre and Eazy-E weren't like, I'm going to take that dude's head and smash it back and pull out his fucking tongue out of his throat. Like, okay, Dre, jeez, all right. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, like. I don't know much about any of that. I can tell you that I did have a coal chamber album in high school the one with you know me loco <laughs> um i have i have i have zero uh zero memories of uh me loco uh, that was that was their big hit i believe um much uh you know they were kind of gothy kind of into that vibe for a while <laughs> as a kid uh, I believe it was yeah, just this, called this picture of the lead chamber. singer is a bummer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is uh, this is our cold chamber podcast, season three, <laughs> all cold chamber. It's mostly cold chamber and weedus, to be honest. <laughs> the big two. The big. <laughs> <laughs> the big. The big two. Everybody. Everybody always talks about. You got your. You got your cold chamber. You got your Weedus. Yeah. Best bands of all time. Obviously, number bands. one, Cold Chamber. Number two, Weedus. <laughs> End of oh. list. End, End of, of conversation. List. Oh, man. Number three, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Saddam Hussein, sick guitarist. <laughs> oh, boy. That was fascinating. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine, like, Saddam Hussein kicking open, like, one of his palace doors wearing a guitar? And he's like... Oh, man. It's like... He was a big beep boop head. <laughs> uh, you know, could have been his one redeeming quality. What if you learned that the person that you despise the most in the world, what if Donald Trump was like a genius, like 80s beep boop synth, like. <laughs> just, he doesn't have like, it in him. He's <laughs> not sensitive like, enough. Oh, uh, no, it's true. It's true. He sucks. Okay. It'd be like right, blomp, blomps rather than bleep bloops. Yes. <laughs> Like, believe me, my blorp blimps are the best <laughs> you've ever heard. Um, all right, number five. In November 2017, Amazon closed the deal to acquire the rights to the Lord of the Rings for a TV show 
based on the Tolkien characters. Mm -hmm. Combining both the costs for the rights, for both the rights and the budget per episode for a five season commitment, it looks like that'll be the most expensive TV series ever. What is the projected cost? Oof. Is it 250 million, 500 million, 800 million, or $1 billion? Man, okay. So part of the reason this is a big deal is because they had to pay the like token estate, which cost yeah. a ton of money. And then they're also saying that each episode is going to be like movie budget size. Um, oh gosh, can't you know what's cooler than a million dollars? A billion dollars. Uh, why not? Let's go a billion. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that makes it me is... sad, but it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're look so 250 million was just for the rights. Wow. <laughs> for for the series and for this the characters. Is, Amazon is just like, we don't give a fuck. We'll do whatever. A billion dollars for a show about Hobbits, fine. <laughs> yes. Bezos money. Oh my god. A billion a billion dollars. It's wild. Wild you stuff. Know, so I was having a conversation with a friend about Jeff Bezos and billionaires and how absurd uh, and evil mm-hmm. uh, it is to be a billionaire and like how I was like for some people just having like an additional $5,000 to like right. pay off one, like one debt right you know like just like I have this thing it's, it's it's and it could like make or break and be like the biggest thing in the world right and so and we're 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 talking about about this, and she said, and this is a fact and like a thing that I saw recently. It's just like putting in perspective what the difference between a million and a billion is. Mm-hmm. And she said, one million seconds is eleven days. One billion seconds is thirty-two years. Holy cow! Yeah, that's wild. Wow. You know, it's like it's. I don't think people really understand how much a billion is yeah it's 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 so it is so much money and when you look at some of the richest people in the world and how they've made so much money in these last six months it makes me want to fucking curb stomp everybody yeah the i mean the idea of a billionaire to begin with is pretty like morally gross wrong and then the idea of people getting even richer uh this year as as uh, as like hundreds of thousands of americans die and yeah. and jeff bezos is like hobbits know, i need them and <laughs> give me my hobbits. Hobbits. <laughs> what's the billion precious if jeff bezos like crawled into his like you know the basement of his mansion and just played with um a ring he might turn into Gollum. <laughs> I mean, he he sort of already looks like he's he sort of already looks like Smeagol. Yeah, I was gonna say he's Smeagol right now. Give him a little time. <laughs> he's definitely gonna murder his brother Ted Bezos yeah. and uh... <laughs> Ted, Ted Bezos. 
<laughs> lesser known. Yeah, um, that's but lesser known. Lesser known. Ted Bezos is um, a much better Bezos. Well, <laughs> John, can I write a spec script called the Better Bezos? A Better Bezos. <laughs> Closure. <laughs> yeah a better basis <laughs> one billion dollars uh, one amish community <laughs> one bezos <laughs> i don't know um hey that was the five that was no that was no, the game. Wasn't. <laughs> hey, that was the game <laughs> yeah um, uh, what did i what did well, i get three out of five two out of five i think you uh i think you got I think you got three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I gave you, I gave you that. I ended up giving you that Alf one. Yeah. Judges ruled late. Yeah, judges ruled that that. In my favor. Uh, okay. In your well, favor for that one. Hey, going out on my possible final game, at least of the season, three out of five. Not yes. too bad. No, not too bad. Better, better than your, uh, better than your Marvel. Not better. I mean, you did a, you had a clean sweep for the B movie, the hey, B movie quiz. It's my wheelhouse, baby. Yeah, it is. Um, you want to rank albums, bro? <laughs> you, bro, you, you ranking you, uh, my albums sl- over here? <laughs> you ranking? You slamming my pogs over here? This guy's ranking my albums. <laughs> he's ranking my albums. I'm like, he's like, hey, boom, number one. Oh, <laughs> oh. Up the fucking mind for treason, bro. The only the only way to open this segment. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to open our uh, album rankings for Five Iron Frenzy is with a metal track that was originally oh shit john we should talk about uh we should talk about exmator for a second do it so i currently have in my possession an exmator cassette tape hey uh from uh, Nathaniel Brad Dunham. Brad himself Brad sent himself. us a cassette tape. Sent us a cassette tape of uh, Exumator <clears throat> demos, and it had it's handwritten on a piece of white tape, and it has "Everywhere I Go," which was originally, I guess, an Exumator cover before Five Iron. That is fascinating. Yeah, and it also has a song called Booyah Jam. Okay. <laughs> and uh, WKOP. Sure. I don't, know what, I don't know what either of those are, but it's on a tape that I can't listen to. So here's the deal, Magpod Nation. We need yeah. to find <laughs> either a cassette tape player, a cassette player, or we need to digitize this thing, which is on us. So let us know which we need to do, and we will we will definitely play the contents of this cassette on the pod at some point, one way or another. 
I need to know what Booyah Jam is. <laughs> yep. Is and like, one of the yeah. reasons that one of the reasons that Brad sent it to me, <laughs> sent it to us is he's like, I have no way to play this. You want it? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, well, we don't either, but we want it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was like, for real? Yeah, please send us some random Eximator cassette tape. So, yes, please. Um, all that uh, because my for treason. John, <laughs> let's talk top records because this was diff- this is difficult for me in some ways and not difficult in others. Yeah, I. This was different than MXPX when I knew, like, I'm like, oh yeah, like I know, like what my top albums are. This was, there were, there were like some certainties, and then there were some other ones that like I could, I forget who I don't remember if it was um, who it was that was saying earlier in the voicemail that was saying whether it was Bobby. Uh, whether it was Robert Gay who was saying like he could flip a certain album or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah, it's it for me. It was like, yeah, I had a hard time definitively saying my one and two. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> I wrote out a list when we started the season. Just kind of had it in my notes at the bottom of the page, ready to revise it, and by the end of the season. Very little changed. Uh, one moved up, but you can guess which one. Um, but that's about it. So for me, at least the proper LPs, it was always pretty clear. The question was the same for me as with MXPX, where it's like, we're not talking objectively. This is right. not, to me at least, the best Five Iron Records, because that would look different as it would have for MXPX. And with MXPX... I was just like, it's, you know, there was some question in my head. Is it life in general? Is it teenage politics? Is it their new album? Their self-titled, which is, you know, maybe their best objectively. But I got to go teenage politics because it's my favorite. Grew up loving it. Shaped me. So that's the same approach I took with this list. Um, We did throw out question of the week. Uh... The end of the second season is near. We're finally getting ready to do our Five Iron Frenzy record rankings. What's your favorite Five Iron album? And we did get some interesting weigh-ins, as we said. Very uh, interesting. <laughs> Meg from Monterey. This is literally the worst question of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> we both yeah. gave her some shit. Uh, yeah, we were like, obviously, you like all the hype. <laughs> we both said that at like the exact <laughs> same time. Same time. <laughs> Yes, she said, holy shit, you guys share a brain. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, we eventually got it out of her that uh, proof that the revolting is her favorite, which a couple of other people said too. Um, not, we don't count that as the proper LPs. Right, we will get to that in the list. Let me just say it is not high up there for me. I understand the idea of like capturing the live show, hearing a lot of, you know, different albums represented within the same album. I'm just not, I'm not a huge live album person. Um, so it's, it's not up for me, but she said, um, it was the first five iron album that was completely my own. And I wore it down. I have that thing memorized. And as any five iron fan knows, the live experience is beyond words. It's one of the things that sets them apart. Having been only one of their shows before I got that album at 14, uh, it was still enough for me to imagine it all in my head as I listened. And that made the experience that much sweeter, tangible and insanely silly, the best, which, Totally fair. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I totally understand that because for some people, for some people, the, the five iron experience is the albums and sometimes, and for some people, the five iron experience is the people, you know, like, and like, this is what we've talked about. Like the five iron experience, the community, the experience of like going to a place where you're embraced and understood. And they're like, this is my, this is my scene. This is my group. These are my people. And, and then like for people who like think about five iron and uh, they think every new day or on distant shores, the sort of like worship aspect and the emotional religious spiritual aspect of the shows. Like, yeah, there, there are those, those show experiences that are like, transformational and transcendent and i i can understand why meg would would have that would feel that because it's sometimes that you can't extract that experience from a particular album because you're like oh when i think of a live fire and experience i'm like this is deeply significant you know yeah yeah that is something that's come up a lot on the pod too is that like they kept trying to capture their live sound on records and then like they had, it took a while to get to that place. So there is definitely something special about their live show. Um, and before Andy had that click track, they were playing fast, <laughs> a lot faster, which is kind of part of the appeal of how fun those live shows are. Um, right, right, right. But uh, yeah. Okay. So David Trivet said our newest album ever just barely beats out engine of a million plots. Can understand that. Josh Montgomery, I don't want to be a simp, but upbeats and beatdowns. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, David Robledo, this is almost as hard as the MXPX favorite list uh, for me, but nostalgia and some certain songs on records that I love tend to take it for me. Even though as an album all the way down, it's not the best flow-wise. Cough, cough, all the hype. Um, but his list was upbeats, our newest album ever, end is near, engine, all the hype, boogaloo. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, sorry. Did you want to say something about that? No, I just think that I'm 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 curious, like what you and I are gonna do. I'm, Me too. I'm very curious, but like yeah. again, as I said near the top of the show, there is no standard five iron ranking. Totally. Yeah, that's uh, none of these lists are the same. Uh, Tim Farrell, <clears throat> number one upbeats. Number two, newest album. Number three, engine. Four, boogaloo. Five, end is near. Six, all the hype. I mean. I guess that's that's close. That's, yeah, a lot of people have sort of that structure. And again, I'm happy to see Engine so high on so many people's lists. Uh, let's see over on Facebook. Brian O'Neill uh, said, one, all the hype. Two, Engine. Three, our newest album ever. Flame away. Because <laughs> all the hype is number one is a choice. And I just said, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that, um, is, that is a controversy. And I'm not, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. No. But like, it is a a non-standard uh, approach to yes. I and like I understand in the same way that Riker in MXPX season that secret weapon was his introduction to MXPX. Like your yeah. introduction, right, 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 necessarily informs your favorite records. I mean, not like, I'm just not like always a rule, but like, I think for a lot of people, like for you and me, like teenage politics, that introduction 
it's a big fucking deal. Um, If not, like, at least it was, you know, I don't remember if it was, like, exclusively your introduction, but, like, for me, it was, like, that was the first MXPX CD I bought, so. Yes, me um, too. Okay, so I, it's it's been so long since we... <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> like, it's been a while! Um, yeah. And, you know, like, so I don't, I don't fault somebody for their, uh, their all-the-hype take. No. Um, I've, I've matured since the first season with <laughs> my, uh, before I'm thinking after takes, I've softened sure. a little bit to that record. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, but, yeah. And I get people often sort of defend all the hype, why they like it as being like, it's really interesting. They go to a lot of different places and that's fun, which egg. I, you know, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I like that too, that they're trying stuff, but I would say that the trying doesn't always, doesn't always uh, work yeah, out. Trying, trying is not a defense of, of shitty. Burn. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get through some more of these here. Jesua Beltran said, quality is a masterpiece. Also, Electric Boogaloo has some interesting things. I'm assuming they mean quantity. I am an idiot, and he said quantity. Um, I will get that right at some point. Uh, Jason Maxwell, Engine of you Million ex- Plots. You, you texted me earlier this week. <laughs> With the wrong thing. <laughs> With the wrong thing. I was like, you, you like had tried, you were like, <laughs> you know, like you're like oh well yeah, yeah um i text you the wrong words for things all the time um you said uh, uh you said uh <laughs> i don't know why i'm bus tossing you right now would it be, <laughs> you said you were talking about the different lists and you said would it be too much to do one list with lps and one with between the pavement and qualified uh and then you <laughs> then you did an asterisk and said quality <laughs> Whatever. And I was and I was waiting for you to correct it again, and I was like, I'm just gonna let it go. I, like I, was, I was like, I was playing mini golf with my kid on his birthday. <laughs> I was distracted. All right, all right. Yeah, you're fine. You're a good father. I'm the asshole. Okay, that's right. Let's get the record straight. <laughs> um, so the record straight, but also uh, for Elliot's birthday, bomb ass <laughs> Mario Kart shirt. Dude loves Mario Kart, and almost all of his presence and themed were, were Mario racing related. So he was, he was very pumped. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Jason Maxwell engine of a million plots is easily my favorite album. The songwriting and instrumentation are just fantastic. I want a tour of engine played front to back. I support that idea. Quantity is, see, I got it right that time. Quantity is my sentimental favorite <laughs> since it was the first five iron album I had. I feel like I've heard that a few times too, that quantity is uh, people's favorite. Uh, David Libby, number one cheeses, two through eight, the rest kidding uh one boogaloo two engine three proof four between pavement so he did all of them or most of them five quantity six end is near seven all the hype eight our newest album ever nine upbeats ten cheeses kamikaze is totally a jam though uh that is see. a contra- that was that is a, an outrageous <laughs> outrageous it's, list it's it is interesting it is interesting. The cakes um, are smoking. <laughs> Michael Shepard said, this is tough. Upbeats was my first encounter, and that album title is Chef's Kiss. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is what I probably listened to the most, and all the hype took me 10 years to appreciate. <laughs> so I understand that. Quantity and Newest are tied. Uh, proof uh, was great because I could listen to it all and pretend I was at a concert. End is near and Engines I'm not so hot on. Interesting to lump those two together. Um, 
Okay, Derek Bodoin said, proof, uh, this is the album that started the obsession for me. So that's kind of what you were saying about like maybe you came in on, on that record. Uh, two, Quantity. Three, Boogaloo. Four, End is Near. Five, Upbeat. Six, Newest. Seven, Cheeses. Eight, Between Pavement. Nine, Engine. Ten, All the Hype. Fascinating. This is like, <laughs> this, like, I... It's so, this is like so crazy to me. Like for a lot, like for MXPX, it was like, there was a lot of life in general. There was a lot of uh, yeah. Buffalo, you know. Yeah. There's, yeah. And, but this is so, it's, it's so all, all over, over the, place. the place. Yes. Uh, Casey Shock, number one, Quantity. Two, Engine. Three, Boogaloo. Uh, Mark Brito, who we heard from earlier in the voicemail. One, End is Here. Fascinating. Two, Engine, three, Boogaloo. Uh, Jeremy Holtrup, one, Boogaloo. Two, Newest, three, End is Near. Um, I am surprised that End is Near is so high for a lot. Well, maybe not a lot of people, but some people. And um, Boogaloo, very high for a lot of people, which I don't disagree with. A couple others here. Lee, sending us those Lee mails. Also saying, man, it's a toss-up for me between our newest album ever and The End is Here slash Near. The former has probably my favorite song set, but the latter has some of my favorite songs. Y'all crapped on it, but something like laughter legit brings me to tears. Do we crap on something like laughter? I think we're just kind of like, it's not our favorite whenever we like the well, lyrics. Any, I don't know. Anytime, anytime we say something is not our favorite, <laughs> you know, it's we're on automatically monsters, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> That's, you know, uh, yeah, and he cites the line, as rain falls down like laughter from the sky. Uh, is one of those pieces of poetry that is all the way up there with anything I've read in my life. That's that's Leonor, baby. We love those Leonor lyrics. Um, Sawyer Fox, why you got to do this to me? I got two because I can't <laughs> decide. Our newest album ever, An Engine of a Million Plots. Totally fair in my eyes. Honorable mention to Boogaloo because of the way Reese was talking about it on the pod. I like that response. So that's that's everything. That's a lot. But I think it was so interesting to hear, as you said, the many <laughs> variances uh, of these rankings. So. so bananas. It's so all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. Do we want to start with our number six? Yep. I think we got to go bottom to top. All right. I, that's, that's how I always go. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, why do you know it? I mean, let's just do this. I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, All right, struggling. John. All right. Uh, uh, a count of three. We'll, we'll reveal our number six. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. All the All hype. All the hype. Yeah. Yes. That was coming. I that, want to be clear that I do not, I, I don't think this is a bad album. It's just uh, they're at least good. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I think we're in, good company with the band obviously but in listening to you know all the hype this week uh i mean we've talked about obviously phantom mullet you know uh you probably should move here has been a live staple Mm -hmm. um a new hope obviously but like the song giants (laughs) i'm into it it's a it's a song that's a very Tom Waitsy song, and I'm into it. Yeah. But one of my favorite things about going through albums both seasons has been like 
the weirder songs that were like, what, what is this thing? I'm going to make fun of it. And then like, as we're going through it, I'm like, wait a second, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is now my favorite thing because it's like kind of so out there. Um, yeah. Yes. Props to giants. Um, okay. I mean, what, <laughs> are we going to do simultaneously? <laughs> it has a phantom cackler on it. That's right. It's so weird. <laughs> It really does sound like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it is a Tom Waits song and it, it's such a, it's, it's, it, I feel like it, I don't know. I don't remember what my list was. I think mine was a normie. Yes. I think greatest, greatest story, maybe like Phantom Mullet and a new hope or something, but giants is definitely in my, in the top songs of that record. Yeah, and certainly one of the more interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we should we trade off moving forward? We're doing yeah, all this. I just I just no, we don't need to do a three, two, we, one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Should I go next? Sure. Sure. Number five. The end is near. Same. Figured. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like some people were <clears throat> either ranking this way higher than I would have thought. And maybe part of that is the end is here. Um, kind of love in the, the same comp, way that people the, love proof. Yeah. Well, having, I mean, like I, I sometimes wonder if like the end is near is like for some people is like the combination of the, yeah. end is near here sort of. Yeah. Which is fair. Um, but you know, as an album, I don't, I don't think it's, yeah. I mean, there, there are sort of peaks and valleys, you know, all the hype, a miss, came back strong with Boogaloo. I would say End is Near, definitely not on the Boogaloo level for me, um, but still good. You know, as, as uh, whoever said this, I don't remember now, but American Kryptonite, any album with American Kryptonite, hard to beat. Um, Accurate. Yeah, okay. Uh, number four, Boogaloo. Same. Yeah. Figured that too. Um I, this was one that going through them this season was a lot of fun to re-listen to. Cause for yeah. me, this was kind of, um, I, I did listen to it a fair amount, um, at the time, but it just kind of felt like very indicative of sort of the rock with horns. This is the direction they decided on. And at the time I just was sad that they weren't making the same kind of ska. Um, and I didn't dismiss it. I just, it kind of left my rotation after that sort of, you know, a few years of, of listening really close and re-listening now. It's so fun to see um, where they decided to go and how musically um, exciting. I think that album is, I think they're doing a lot of really cool things and unlike all the hype where they're trying a lot of different things, they're trying something new, but it is cohesive and of a piece. And I really love the production yeah. of it and the sound of it. So yeah. Yeah, I, so, and really, it's also it's a very riffy album, which I really like. For sure. Yep. I think I think it's the album that really uh it's like showed that th- at, they had found their sound apart from Scott. Yes. And and I like I like it. I liked Micah writing a lot more on it. I I think that they found a good songwriting combination 
for that record that uh, it was instead of everybody throwing something, it was like, all right, let's focus a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And that, that makes it very obvious. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think uh, going forward here is where there may be some divergence. We will see. But my number three is engine. Fascinating. <laughs> okay. I thought so. That is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and what I will say is, I mean, I even said on the pod a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I don't know. The more that I spend time thinking about this, the more I'm like, is engine my number one? <laughs> um, and, you know, you can, you can surmise what the remaining two are um, and kind of how I decided to go. But ultimately I do feel like those first couple are so burned in my brain. So sort of imprinted on my DNA that I cannot, um, they can't leave those top slots, but engine is, you know, if I'm, I'm sort of thinking of it, I've always sort of said this, like the first three records, if you're counting quantity is sort of like the five iron era that I always loved. And now I'm happy to say like, I love Boogaloo. I love the new five iron era, um, kind of five iron 2.0 with engine. Um, but I just can't that, that, you know, if, if the first sort of proper five iron with Scott phase is like one, then engine is like one a for me, you know, it's like such a, such close behind. Um, but anyway, you, you share yours. Um, my number three is upbeats and beatdowns. Okay. Yeah. So, and there's, this is kind of going back to, yes, upbeats and beatdowns was the first, was my introduction to five iron, Mm -hmm. which is sort of counter to my MXPX argument because uh, MXPX's (laughs) teenage politics was my first MXPX record and uh, beats was the first time I heard five iron. But when you, when I go through, so there are uh, 15 tracks (laughs) on the record. Yeah. with a with a secret track and there are songs on here that i'm like you know i'm a, like i wouldn't be like and like of course with the first album you're you're like these are the songs that everybody's gonna have heard have yeah. heard the most but i feel like as a as a record of as a first record of course it's like iconic and there are so many standards on here but there are some songs from like i don't need to hear i feel lucky or faking life or combat chuck you know like i don't i i don't need to hear those songs i'm not like oh no i didn't get to hear a malcolmate no (laughs) right you know it's it's that sort of like they started off very strong mm-hmm. and they got better. Yeah. All totally fair. I think I just, and I had this exact same sort of thought process where I was like, you know, is engine my favorite? And then I went back and listened to the first two and I was like, well, maybe I like engine more than upbeats, but just going through it. I'm like, I just, you know, I hear the opening notes of old west and i hear cool enough for you and i'm just like i can't 
I can't have this be uh, below engine. They're just too iconic for me. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, I totally understand. And again, objectively, certainly I think engine is a better album. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So that's, that leads me to my number two, which is upbeats. Um, yes. I, you know, again, we'll get to my number one. I think that's what, uh, that's just where I ended up with these, with these couple albums. And, and ultimately they're just both such a, like an iconic sort of pair that, uh, nothing could beat them, but yeah, upbeats lands at number two for me. Um, <clears throat> Uh, engine is my number two. Okay. All right. So um, we, are, we are in sync on our number one. We, yeah. So we just, we just switched our two and three, which I which easily is, could do. Um, we said that we said something similar about our MXPX words. Like, yeah, we could switch out, um, panic or we could switch out. Yeah. You know, it, it's, or, uh, Buffalo or whatever. It's just like, sometimes it's like, what, uh, what mood? Yeah. And I, I think if you're using your skippable rule for sure, for me, engine, I'm listening all the way through newest. I'm listening all the way through upbeats. I would skip some. <laughs> so maybe by that rule engine does beat it out. But again, just like, I don't know, I can't put an album that has cool enough for you. Not in second place. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, you can say more about upbeats if you want, but for me, just like our newest album ever, just it, it, from front to back, I love it. Yes. it it's iconic. Um, it has those songs that really like formed me in that time, but I also think it's still musically sound. And I understand that the guys in the band, especially like Scott are like, I cannot listen to those first couple albums because all I can hear is the potential. And then the potential is realized on something like engine, but just, yeah, I mean the, again, I keep using iconic, but I feel like, the songs so many songs from newest album ever is just burned into my brain and they're yeah. great songs so i agree i i i mean it's one of the things like um newest album ever and engine they don't have songs that i skip yeah no, like I'll even, right. I'll, I'll even listen to kitty doggy you know because yeah it, it flows right into blue comb it does perfectly just, just so. when you've had enough uh the baseline <laughs> for blue Comb comes in yeah um yeah fascinating i i like you expected newest to be more people's number one um so i don't know yeah it'll be interesting to see what people have to say in response but i sort of thought that either this or upbeats for sort of you know not nostalgic reasons but again kind of like coming in to that album first would sort of be up there for most people, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, and like you were saying with MXPX, I did come to upbeats first. So yeah, I mean, I guess that should be our teenage politics here, but I feel like there's just no, there's no denying that <laughs> no style ever is better than upbeats and beatdowns for me. Right. Um, I like the rawness of upbeats in the way that I like teenage politics, but again, teenage politics, I'm not skipping much there. Um, no, Whereas upbeats I am. So, well, and it's also like you look at an album like Boogaloo, uh, Boogaloo, right. um, and Spartan, Juggernaut, yeah. Vultures. Like, I'm okay with like not. I'm okay with skipping those. Sure. Like, it's it's not like I dislike the songs. It's just like. 
they're fine. And it does, they're not as compelling to me as other Five Iron songs. And they don't get me as, as psyched as some of the other songs on our newest album ever or, uh, or engine. Yeah. You know, but like, but also upbeats beats boogaloo because, because of nostalgia. That's just, that's just there. That's just, that's just part of it. Well, given how varied people's lists are, ours are pretty in sync. That's Um, true. Which, which I'm not surprised by, but um, it is interesting compared to everybody else's. All right. Should we move on to these, the whole master list ranking? Yes. Yes. This um, is going to be where things get interesting. Which, if, like, I, at this point, I'm like, I could switch either 11 or 12. Interesting. So um, I'll, go with, I'll go with the printed version. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so at my number 12, I have all the hype. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say more about that? <laughs> so like at, at 11, at 11, I have cheeses and 12, I have all the hype. Okay. And um, while at all, the, well, you know, all the hype, you know, it has phantom mullet and it has giants it, like as we just discussed, there's not, there's not a song really on all the hype that I'm like, I need to hear this song live. Sure. There's not, there's not a, there's not a song on all the hype. If I, I went to a five iron show that I'd be like, fuck, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear solidarity, right. you know, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you um, need to hear uh, "Mind for Treason" live. <laughs> there are some songs. There, there are some songs on Cheeses that are that. There are some highs on Cheeses. Yeah, like we agree. I feel like I feel, like, Kama- yeah. I feel like Kamikaze is a jam. "Mind for Treason" is a jam. And then there's just like the pure enjoyment of Abraham Lincoln Beard and Praise the Lord and the memeing, the memeing ability yeah, of yeah, things yeah. like Manny's Taco Monday and Poodermobile. That's true. And like there's yeah, just yeah. it's just like there's so you combine the like there's some legitimate jams on cheeses. And then the the memification of the record, <laughs> yes. And you're just like, like what has been more of an impact? What has yes. been more impactful? Cheeses right. are all the hype. <laughs> you and make, I would say it's yeah. cheeses. <laughs> you make a very compelling argument. I cannot deny that. Uh, certainly, cheeses has has permeated the, the podcast in a way that all the hype is not. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that you're right. It's it's a lot of fun, but I can't. I mean. My number 12 is Jesus. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. That's fair. That is fair. Um, but I, I must ask for you then to say something nice <laughs> about Jesus. I mean, I, yeah, we've Marty is my number one. We have discussed Which is wrong. You, and, you and I and with Reese about why that's wrong. But, you know, 
not lyrically, just as a song, musically, it's undeniable. And and the reason that it ended up not on a record is because of the lyrical content. But I feel like just, yeah, musically, I can't deny it. I love Kamikaze, as you said. I love the the... It is a lot of fun, but I just like it. I can't consider it like an album, <laughs> so it it defaults to number twelve. Um, okay, did you? And your eleven you, is <laughs> second coming of Jesus. Wow, <laughs> which I know you love is like a proper album more than I do. I think. No, I think I think I think the second coming of Jesus has. Um. Like if I like I I would honestly throw on cheeses and the second coming of cheeses before all the hype. Like that's yeah. just that is just a that is just a real thing. I would I would there are tracks on both of those records that I would that I would more readily throw on than most sure from all the hype. I think that's fair. But again, like I mean, I love a new hope. I love Phantom Mullet. I love you. Probably shouldn't move here. Like I, those are like to me like sort of five iron canon, and the cheese stuff sure. is like fun stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Yes, those songs that you mentioned are are some live staples. But um, I there's just some some joy that I get out of some. You you know me. I'm a weird Al fan. I yes, I love it makes I sense. I love a silly song. Uh, yeah. When the point of the song is to be absurd and silly, yeah, not unintentionally silly. <laughs> yes. No. I I totally fair. As we've discussed, there are some straight up bangers on on Second Coming, but yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. So your eleven is all the hype. No. 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 12, all, 12 the is all the hype. 11, 11 is cheeses. cheeses. Okay. And 10 is second coming of cheese. Okay. Yeah. Um, my 10 is proof. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I mean, well, it'll make sense in a couple of picks, but I'm basically putting all albums that I consider like not proper albums at the bottom here. <laughs> so both, cheeses both live albums um and it's not that i dislike them there's plenty to like but i just sort of consider again if you're sort of thinking about like canon for me it's just like the proper records are above all those for me um Hmm. yeah uh your number nine my number nine is the end is here uh same here okay yeah, um, I'm. I'm. I don't dislike live records, um, but I feel like this is. I'm sort of on the record saying this. If I'm want to be listening to live music, I want to be listening there at yeah. the live show. Yeah, like I mean, I still, you know, at the show by MXPX and Proof. These were albums that I had when they came out, and I listened to them quite a bit but um when it comes to listening to an album by a band i'm not i'm very rarely listening and reaching for a live record yeah i agree Uh, but i'm fascinated that you have proof above and is here i do yeah 
Is that for that I mean, for that for that nostalgia yeah, reason? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and because of, I mean, first off, I I wasn't I wasn't a part of the final. Uh, I don't have the emotional attachment to the final tour. Sure. I know some for some people that that is a big deal. I was out of the country when that happened. Sure. And uh, I yeah I didn't I didn't wasn't a part of it. The proof that you through revolting was still in the era that I was um like going to Cornerstone and yeah, that makes sense. Um and I remember my my I mean Brian and I, my brother, we still reference Micah tape, <laughs> you're wasting tape. We still reference that from <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> From like those bits, like that, that's the sort of stuff that, uh, 15 year old Andrew was just like, Oh, this is fucking perfect. (laughs) This is gold. This is gold, Jerry. I was into (laughs) that, that kind of stuff. Like, so the, the outtakes and the silly banter between songs, you know, it's like, uh, this, this next song is called it's so hot. I'm going to have a heat stroke. (laughs) Like, that sort of stuff was like that's a good reese. That would <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, so for me, yes, I was not at that show. I did have that album, but it, I just didn't listen to it that much. Um, whereas I was at the you know the shows for End Is Here, and I think they sound so much better because, as we of said, they do. Saki was a running sound for that tour. Um, and it has American Kryptonite, which Proof doesn't, and the medley, which I just is sort of like this very emotional um, experience for me. So anyway, that's why it, it goes above for me. Um, but that's... Okay, wait. Uh, did you say you're eight yet? Um, uh, nine is end is here. Right. Eight is Proof. Okay. I have all the hype at eight. Okay. I don't think we need to say anything else. <laughs> nope. <laughs> seven. And my seven is the end is near. Same here. Oh, interesting. Um, again, not a not a. I think it kind of lands right in the middle here, and I think that's that's about right. It's not a huge one for me, but I do like it. Yeah, I mean, the end is near. It it. I mean, it has some good songs on it, but it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not blowing my dick off. It, it like, I think Gross. it has, you know, <laughs> you know, it has, it has American kryptonite on it. It has, you know, see the flames, um, on distant shores. Uh, you know, at least I'm not like all those other old guys. It has some good songs on it, um, but then it has some, eh, it has some eh, songs on it, and right. that's that's fine. It's there's as far as like songs I would really like to hear live. There are more songs on this record that I would like. I'd be interested in hearing live than I than sort of all the hype songs. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um. Okay, you're number six. Between Pavement Stars. Okay. Uh, 
I've got Boogaloo at six and Between Pavement and Stars at five. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, I think this from from here on, obviously the LPs for us will be the same, but where we insert the EPs will be different. Um, yeah. Yeah, do you want to say anything about Between Pavement? I think it's extremely strong. I I think it has stronger I think it's as a songwriting style that is yeah, that that's still very similar to Engine, but I mean it's an EP, so like a lot of people are they talk about quantity mm-hmm. like as their favorite and it's like sure, I just can't see quantity as or an EP with like you know I forget about those pants, baby. Yes, I know. Well, obviously that's that is significant. But it's uh it's an EP. It's just yeah. not going to it doesn't pack the same punches as something that like has 12, 12 or more songs on it. It's just like, right. oh, especially for a song or for an album that is um very solid like some of the ones that we've mentioned. Yeah. I think the main reason that I wanted to do this list versus just the proper studio albums is that quantity is very high up for me. And now between pavement and stars is very high up for me. So I felt like it would be weird to do a list without quantity. Cause like you're saying, it is so many people's favorite or really high up there. And I wouldn't want to deny between pavement and stars. It's, it's rightful place. So yeah, if you're looking at my top five, five iron records, I want between pavement and stars and quantity to be in there. Um, so it beats up Boogaloo for me. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. And especially when you, when you think, oh, um, you know, the, for the, the six albums that, that the end is near and all the hype are five and six, but in, in reality, when you factor in all these other records, it's, uh, seven and 12. Yeah. So, okay, so is five for you, Boogaloo? No. Five for me is quantity. Oh, okay. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, you want to say more about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it moved, into my, it moved into my top six. Yeah. Those two EPs, quantity and between pavement, to me, are better than... Or like I, I prefer them to the end is near and all the hype. Okay. Yeah. Certainly agree with that. Um okay. So wait, what about I I named uh, number four? Uh, wait, you say you're number my, four. <laughs> I my number my number five was quantity. My number four is Boogaloo. Okay. My number four is engine. So okay. again, it's just the EP placement at this point that's that's different. Mm. Your so three? number three is Upbeats. Okay. My number three is Quantity. So I oh. got to have those first three. I just consider them sort of of a piece. They are this unimpeachable holy trinity of the first era of Five Iron that I associate most strongly with them. And again, objectively, Engine, a better album than Quantity. Between Pavement, probably a better album than Quantity. But... 
I just, yeah, like uh, I think we've said, Quantity feels very much a continuation of those first couple records, that same sound for the first few, and I just kind of can't uh, deny them their their top three spots for me. Yes. I mean, my, my, my number two and three are, are the same. It's, um, or my, my top three are the same. Um, engine upbeats or engine. Uh, up, upbeats. upbeats. Upbeats is number three. Engine is number two. Uh, our newest album is number one. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. But my brain doesn't work anymore. Um, yeah. And uh, my top two upbeats and newest are, are the same. So that, I, I think this was maybe a confusing exercise for people to listen to, but <laughs> I think worth doing because yeah, it is interesting to see. I don't know if, if, you know, some people like cheeses more than others. Some people are ranking the live albums real high. Uh, I really wanted yeah. to make sure quantity in between were in there. So I, I mean, this is a great collection of records. Um, Agreed. Number 12, cheeses, as you said, still has a bunch of stuff I love and is really fun. So uh, I, you know, I love all these albums. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't think there's anything. I mean, even even all the hype still has, yeah, some th- stuff on it that I'm, yeah, psyched about. It's interesting that that's much up hi- much higher up on my list because of I'm putting it above the live albums and the cheeses. And all right, coming up on hour six, should we do our final <laughs> rankings? The side project yes. albums. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> we have covered uh, one, two, three, four different side projects, eight different albums on the pod. It's been super fun going through these. I'm really glad that we got a chance to. I love so much of all of these bands. <laughs> um, is this going to be a very big controversy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, I'm with Reese in that my lowest Brave St. Saturn album is So Far From Home. And Brave St. Saturn is the band out of these bands that I like the least. <laughs> so I'm putting Brave St. Saturn, So Far From Home as my number eight. Okay, interesting. Um, as we have discussed at length on the pod, <laughs> um, your introduction to Brave St. Saturn came way later. Yes. And... So my connection to Brave Saint Saturn, you know, a little, a little bit more emotional, but um, I'm going to have a BS2 so, take later on in this list that I, I think for sure will be controversial, at least in terms of what most people think. So anyway, I mean, you already ranked, I feel like you ranked some of your Brave yeah. Saint Saturn stuff yeah. backwards in the original episodes. I feel like you're, you're so far from home that you liked that more than well, that's what I used to say that I I would rank say. so far above Light of Things Hope for. But as I listened back through them for this, I'm like, no. I think I said at the time like the highs of Light of Things Hope for were higher than So Far From Home, but that So Far From Home was like overall more interesting or something like that. But I'm looking through them, listening through them again. I'm like, no, there's there's definitely more good songs on Light of Things Hope for than on So Far From Home. So correct. My number eight. Um, my number eight is June one, yellow second. Okay, yep, fair. Uh, I mean, it's of of the yellow second records. It's my least favorite, mm. and 
and if there's going to be a record of these eight that I'm going to listen to, it's not going to be June one. Yeah. Fair enough. We will get to uh, my hot take about that soon. Uh, number seven, Brave Saint Saturn, Light of Things I Hope For. Um, probably higher up in the list for you. Again, not not totally my vibe. There are definitely things that I appreciate about it, but uh, yeah, it's going it's going there as a pair with the other one. Yep. Uh, so far from home is okay. my number seven. Yeah. Still have emotional connections to that record even though reese hates it with a passion (laughs) i hate it so much (laughs) yeah Yeah. i listen back to the reese voicemails about him saying that he wants to start a fire with all the (laughs) so far from home records i the brave sand saturn episodes were super fun because they're so like weird and out there and i don't think they totally work but I love a lot of it. And I love that it's just like Reese sort of at his most kind of vulnerable and creative. And there's so much to love about those albums and sort of that, that vibe and that wavelength that he's on for those. So I really enjoyed going through them, even if they're not necessarily at the top of my list. Um, Okay. Uh, My number six, yellow seconds altitude. (laughs) I'm sure it's higher on your list. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) fake news (laughs) i I sent you a text this week about how the album still slaps and i heard nothing (laughs) (laughs) again i was mini golfing with my son on his birthday um but uh no i think i said um you know some i got to the chorus on some song and it was great um no i again i don't dislike any of these albums I have mixed feelings about the bottom three, including this one. I really like Yellow Second. <laughs> I, I'm probably the only person who feels this way, but it's it's my least favorite of their three albums. So that's fake news. <laughs> that is fake news on par with anything Trump has ever said. <laughs> he loves altitude. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Nope. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> um fucking rude okay uh did you say your number six i well yeah i did i said no 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 i said my okay i said your number six. one uh uh anti-meridian okay uh totally makes sense it, it it will be higher up for me um okay my number five june one um again not a perfect album, but I like the vibe uh, of that yellow second iteration more than the altitude one. Um, mm. So I sort of consider, I feel very strongly about my first half of this. The second half, I'm kind of mixed on all of it. So that June one goes in that, that grouping. Mm. Mm. I have one that I know is going to be higher in your list. Uh, still small. That's your five. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that makes sense for you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Given your feelings, that ma- about it, that makes sense for, for you. you. A dummy. Um, no, like halfway up the list. That sounds about right for how I know you kind of feel about it. 
it's okay. This <laughs> is so hard for me to remember the order for some reason. Okay, number four. Now we're talking, baby. Yeah. Roper, brace yourself for the mediocre. Mm. Uh, Roper was a real joy to discover. I knew they existed, but I don't think I'd ever listened to it. And, uh, I remember specifically texting with you like early in the season about this, um, where you were like, check out these songs. I was like, Oh my God, this rules. (laughs) Uh, I love, uh, the synthy, um, elements in there. I love that it's fun, you know, punk power pop. Reese, uh, I, I really like the vibe of that album, and I'm sad that there's not more Roper than that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my number four. Mine is Light of Things Hoped For. Okay, yeah, I think that's much more in line with most people's than mine. I it's I think it's um, the best of the BS2 records, and um, certainly going to be listening to that if i'm gonna throw on a brave saint saturn record um it's gonna be that one even though so far from home is more nostalgic it's still uh five things hoped for has better songs sure and where i differ from you on that is that anti-meridian is my number three (laughs) Mm. (laughs) which i I think if anybody made this list nobody would make that choice Um, no and my initial inclination was to be like, I like Yellow Second more than I like Brave Saint Saturn. So I'm just going to put all three Brave Saint Saturns kind of at the bottom there. But for me, I love Anti Meridian. <laughs> We've talked about this. It's my favorite of their three albums. Um, and I was surprised that it ranked above. I like June One quite a bit. I love Roper. But I cannot deny that like first half to more than half i don't know two-thirds stretch of bs2 i of, of anti-meridian I, I love i just so there's so many songs that i still go back to and listen to all the time so i had to i had to be me i had to do me boo and uh yeah anti-meridian is my number three um roper my number three okay um good? i have um roper uh, um, the Roper CD in my car. Yeah. Right now, I throw that shit in. It's good driving way, music. Way more than a lot of this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And again, I you know, I don't think there's many skippable songs on that album. It's pretty, pretty solid all the way through. You know, Red Eye um, to Miami, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Joe, baby. Yeah, Joe, baby. Um, uh, which which also has a connection to my number two. Fascinating. Um, okay. Well, my number two is still small. The Yellow Second album, um, which <laughs> I don't think, again, would be shared by too many people. No, literally like nobody. <laughs> Scott wouldn't even have that there. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He for sure loves altitude more than still small. I love this record. I it's one of it's been one of my favorite things about uh, doing the season has been listening to the stuff of Yellow Second that I love, which this album I I I think it's really great, and um, I wouldn't have necessarily expected that it would go above like 
Roper even, or and I wouldn't have expected Anti Meridian to be that high, but I, I yeah, Roper, Anti Meridian, still small have been in like very regular rotation for me for you know most of this year since we've been doing the, the show. So, damn, gotta be me. I gotta be two. me because altitude is my number two. Yeah, I mean, again, I think I think I'm more out there with a lot of my choices on this list than I'm you. Not are. saying I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I just think that like, yeah. My 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 heart was prepared to find altitude. <laughs> yes, and I listening to it, and I and I messaged Scott. I, I was listening to it this week. I'm like, dude, this album rules. <laughs> like, I should send I'm him just, a text that says "Still small rules." <laughs> like, He'd probably be like should, offended. <laughs> it like t- like still small rules. Uh, altitude like the bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows where I stand. <laughs> yeah he oh, does man. so embarrassing okay embarrassing. well you embarrass the podcast <laughs> that means that uh we are in agreement on our number one pulses pulses baby pulses. i wouldn't have necessarily expected that both of us would have fast feeling as our favorite five iron side project above yellow second above brave and saturn above roper but it is man if that album it is is my favorite album of this batch certainly yeah so I mean, I, I, uh, I'm just saying I would love if I were to have a side project reunion show, mm-hmm. it would definitely be Brave St. Saturn opening followed by Roper followed by Yellow Second with Fast Feeling closing. Like That sounds wonderful. <laughs> I feel like is that's, that would be the appropriate order of things. Now, if they want to make some money, they'll do this. They'll make this happen. <laughs> they'll make uh, they'll make us really happy and nobody else in their audience. <laughs> um, but I would love they, this. Uh, it'd be such a party, bro. I think they should do a special couple of shows, kind of like Leonard was saying, with doing like a, you know, kind of big masquerade party for Fast Feeling. Matt, but, Matt knows how to do this shit. Just get Matt there. He told me he, 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 he's got it figured out. He told us this people he knows how it would happen so if they did like two shows of of these bands playing together we would go to denver or wherever and then do this thing so i think they should uh, be least, uh, can you imagine dance hope, party with wonderful. with the fast feeling masquerade all magpod nation joining at this <laughs> badass party I want to hear so I much want, dancing. I want like smoke to come out and over the loudspeaker here, like uh, they will have stars <laughs> and like <laughs> have Reese and the guys walk out and hear live. Like how fun would that be? <laughs> oh man, it'd be so fun. Uh, it'd be so good. <laughs> or sandwiches. Everyone likes them. Sandwiches. Again, I feel like your Reese is really on point. <laughs> A lot of terrible impressions this episode, but the Reese, <laughs> great. Um, oh, uh, where? Infringing? <laughs> That's so uh, good, man. It's uh, dude. We only have a couple more episodes to do this, and we gotta. You know. I gotta gotta polish my Obama. <laughs> well, yes, we, we do have to do that. Um, we need more Reese that, that, impressions, that. though. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a gotta euphemism. Po- <laughs> gotta, gotta go polish the Obama. Go, gotta go polish my Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Lord. I can't oh, think of a better Jesus. place to stop uh, than polishing our Obamas. That was our exhaustive uh, list. Those were, you know, the five game, these lists. We had so much fun going through so much this season, and we wanted to kind of pay uh, homage to going through all this stuff and do this kind of wrap-up episode. And I had a lot of fun. Um, so at this point... There's a lot that you could weigh in on. You've already weighed in on your favorite albums, but if you want to let us know what you think about any of this nonsense, you can do so at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or review. We'll read your review on the air, on the pod, whatever. Uh, I'm like running out of steam. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 872-7-MAGPOD. Uh, you can support us at the Patreon, patreon.com slash magnified pod. Get those bonus apps, get them early. And you can pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Leary for our work. Well, time is really winding down, but only for this app. We want you to be found. Join the next episode when we'll have a very special guest and an exciting announcement. three hours probably closer um, to like two and a half right well i feel i feel like we started we started at like eight thirty after at like a little before eight thirty. yeah but i feel like even in there there's couldn't have been no we're less than three hours <laughs>